Touchdown. Alpha Man. Yes. The sports ball game happened yesterday, and the best team won. The best team won. Sporting mm-hmm. happened. NFTs did not. Boy, they sports so hard on that field yesterday. They left it all there. All uh, the sporting was left on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet we were we were rugged. Hard to. We were rugged by the NFL. We were rugged by the Board Ape Yacht Club. The only people who didn't rug us was Budweiser. Uh, the, the Bud Light. You sounded a little, a little uh, muffled. I sound muffled. Uh, you were there for a second. I don't know if you were maybe looking away or something. Maybe I was looking away. A little bit. Chat, can you uh, can you confirm or deny the existence of Free Market's voice? I, I mean, I can hear you, but I do not know. I mean, I could understand what you're saying. I just, I, I, oh, wait, hold on. Ah, I think you're a little better. I just adjusted my, my sound situation. Colder, colder. He sounds good? Oh, okay. Well, I tell a lie then. No, I, I always suspect it's your audio equipment. I feel like you leave your audio equipment too close to your Android stuff. And it gets, uh, it gets Android. <laughs> no, nothing. Hello, is this thing on? Yeah, I can invisible hear you. microphone. I would. Just, I would, I would <laughs> that was my lack of approval for what uh, you're saying. All right. Um, we, yes, we sold some lemons this weekend. Lemons were selling. Cool mans were wow. selling. Oh, cool MFers man. were no, selling. No, this was stupid. You know, like I, I don't think. I don't think even the most bullish of us expected MFers to pull that run. Uh, They've certainly cooled off. And I did call the exact top in the D-Gen Dojo telling people that the play was over. Move on. Look away. What's done is done. Nothing to see here because... I, you know, I love you all, you guys. Okay, but when FMC is talking about shit under point one, and I sound crazy, and it all looks dead on the vine, none of you want it. Uh, oh, crazy! He told us to buy a point one. It fell to point oh five. This guy doesn't know what he's talking. Fast forward two months, and you get a hundred fucking X. All right, you got to hold. This is a buy and hold game. This ain't a flippers game. You'll see. You will see when man comes knocking <laughs> that it ain't the way to go. I am. You are a talented individual, free market. <laughs> Serenading voice of free market capitalists, ladies and gentlemen. Um, GM, look at the, you guys. Sandman, Cutter, Hologram, Matt, Faded Native, Season, Season 3, Brandon Robb. Alumim Nadi, Arnold, Ella, oh, the usual Alumim Nadi, Cambo, what's up? Joshua, Decoy, get this fucking bread. Yes, I agree. Uh, Chipper, I can't even say them all. Akon, Icon, sorry, I always call him Akon. He's in love with the strip. Cambo, I was wondering why people were posting these Adventure Time uh, sketches and stuff. That's really interesting. Is uh, Eden Horde, like uh, orcs type uh, game or, or something like that going on here. Sounds interesting. When I saw the art, I actually thought it was Defenders of Dogewood. The art was extremely similar. We'll have to take a look at it. Remind me to pull it up later on 
You know why? You know why Adventure Time is even interesting to me? I've never watched the show, but it was one of the major inspirations for the young Lemon Lord, Cenarius, in creating. Is that the uh, one with Lemon Friends? What was? What is that show? Is that the one with like the the fries and the? No, 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 no. That is Aqua Teen. That is Aqua Teen. Hunger Force. And that shit is straight fire. I I love that. (laughs) This, I believe Adventure Time is Adult Swim. Yeah, maybe you guys out there can correct us. It's, I think it's definitely Cartoon Network. I don't know if it's an Adult Swim or not. Yeah, Talking about Illuminati, of- how are those doing? They are doing all right. They definitely haven't been the recipient of a big floor dip, but they also haven't been the recipient of a big um, pump. And it's one yeah, they- that like, is a sneaky good hold for me, I think. And it feels you real. Yeah, they're, they're, they're literally sitting at 2x of mint. And they've just been sitting at 2x of mint for, I don't know A little know more than that, long. actually. Didn't they mint at 0.1? I thought it was 0.2. Was it oh, one? it could have been. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, you might remember be. when everyone was like, "Oh my god, guys, this is the most expensive mint of all time." What are we <laughs> now do? it's like, uh, "Well, welcome yeah, to a yeah. new world, baby." Yeah. Man, if someone had told us at the beginning of the cycle that the way we could judge this cycle was by how mint price would go up, we'd all be very. We, none mm. of us would be surprised right now. None of us would be like, "Oh, what's happening?" Point two three mint. That's right. That's right. God, that feels yeah, like yeah, forever yeah. One, two, ago. Three. See, I'm still holding on to my 30 second rare yeah. one no. because I, if that thing ever goes, it's gonna go. I mean, the art's fantastic on it. It's unique, um, and some of the I'm stuff that they do in the Discord's amazing. I'm beginning to see some angles, learn some angles. Um, this is gonna be a DAO, okay? Now, the reason I bought these was because somebody who I don't ask questions when they tell me to buy something, like that's how connected and good they are, were like, you need to buy this. And I was just like, all right, I'm buying this. And I got Illuminati. one of the- Illum- Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got one in one of the pre-sales that was, it was a private pre-sale. You had to have a, whatever to, to do it. I got one. Then when it got to the public sale, I bought two more and then I got two more after that because I wanted to have the five, you know, whatever to get the the snapshot. Well, the yep. more, you know, I've been sitting here even myself, like, why am I holding? Are, are, like, aren't they supposed to do something? And you know, I normally don't ask that with NFTs, right? <laughs> I'm not like, a, oh, there has to be a roadmap or utility, but this was built up as like, there's something secret there. So admittedly, I've been waiting for this uh, the shoe to drop. There's something secret. This, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what was going on there. But here's the thought I had. Over the weekend, I actually had the feeling like, for fuck's sake with these things, I just want to sell them. What are they even doing here? That's usually the time to buy anything. When you've looked at something in your portfolio and you're just so bored with it and so like... Let's just yeah. freeform this show. I mean, we've got everything queued up. Eh, yeah. Whatever. Illuminati. And again, and again, all right, this is like you see the DAO plays that are successful, whether it's Party DAO, you know, Nouns, Nouns DAO, and uh, Pixel DAO, all, all these different DAOs that are actually successful. They have like they have good people behind it who are connected to certain groups. These are those people. This is the, these are those people that are connected to those groups. I think they could put together a real DAO, and it looks like they're close to announcing something. So, 
I just want to point. I, yeah, no. Um, I have three. I minted two. No, you meant three. You can mint three. I minted three. Um, I minted three. Yeah. 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 Um, I like. I just want to point out like how like some of these are one ones. Like they look great, but the actual generative ones are like so cleverly put together. Right for like a non-standard profile picture where you get your hat, you get the eyes, you get the mouth, the body, the background, all of this stuff. I mean, like this is this is just generative shit. And like, man, I don't know. To me, that looks good. You know, yeah. it's different. It's unique. There's different layers on top of it. Some of the matrix things are in the front and back. Um, they look great. The I, team seems I, competent. He sent some stuff to Gary V. He did a V Friends one of one that is on the horizon. Now, apparently, they're doing something with it. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I've I've heard different Gary things about two. Gary V's. Did he? He bought two, but like mm. he, you know, the Gary V buying two of something doesn't mean anything. He has to like True. talk about it for a week, like Alien Friends, to get that you know ridiculous pump. I meant to flower, flower girls. That was one he was going yeah, there on go. about. Yeah, yeah, for a long and look. I mean, and doing really well now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't know what that's, that's at anymore. Brie, Brie Larson, right? Yeah, yeah, Captain Marvel. Flower girls. Mm-hmm. Through that in her profile picture. The day after I sold my last one, but I will live. Yeah. It was up to one ETH, down to 0.64. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I will never get these at the same time. I think it's probably great art. I mean, I, I don't get it, but it must be great art. Well, I mean, pe- some people get it. Those ones that we were talking about, was it Boss Beauties or what were the ones that when we saw them on the canvas, they were like, oh, okay. Like it's on a canvas, different medium. Uh, World of Women. World of World Women. Of, yes, yeah. I got to admit, it looked really, really These I could the see canvas. in some kind of like fancy frame up on like a you know like some kind of like tea room or something yeah. you know and i think that they would yeah. look great yeah no, I that no is not what's them. happening here uh season season i look i am the first one to say that any mysterious project i own is banksy because it's my big <laughs> this is my white whale in this industry like i am i am captain ahab B, uh, banksy is my white whale and i keep thinking i'm gonna snatch him somehow mm-hmm. uh, in an nft project definitely not banksy I know I, I don't know the people behind it. I know the people who know the people. It's not Banks. But I, I again, I, I think something cool could happen. I, I'm not saying run out and buy Illuminati. I'm just saying I decided not to sell mine, even though they were boring me. So, yeah. The Illuminati we're still talking. The about. Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, I'm not in like some dire straits for liquidity right now. I might have forced my hand on two of them if I like was like you know, looking at a great mint that I wanted to ape into and uh, those were sitting at 0.4. I might have peeled two of them off, but uh, I like them. I I think that there's something there that they don't seem to be... They didn't seem to be the recipient of this floor depression that everybody else seemed to have got. Well, I I don't even know. There's a bunch of projects that didn't. I don't know. Whatever. It's look, it's a bull market. I think you cut out there. It's a bull market. <clears throat> it's a it's a bull market in things that went far, too far too fast and are down fifty percent. But that, there's a lot of stuff that's working and mm. stuff that had already had its run at least feels stable. So it's a weird market. It feels like a, a bifurcated market. 
two two different markets at the same time, depending on where you are. Depends but on what your portfolio looks like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Icon pointing out the uh, the whole looks rare dilemma. I don't know if you want to call it a dilemma. They've cashed out a lot of wealth. Um. I. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't think that this was something the that they weren't supposed. You mean to the interest do. they're owning I got on that, their position? I I yeah. I mean, I got a I I I don't know what the expectation was. They're you know, the tokens for people in the early access sale were locked up. They're going to be staked and generating wealth just like everybody else. Um, like, could it? Be some brilliant ploy to make a lot of wealth without looking like you're selling your tokens. Like, like, sure. Um, but I, I mean, as somebody that held looks for a while and it did very well for me, I cashed out wealth too. Um, I would rather them be cashing out the wealth than uh, cashing out their looks fair <clears throat> token. I would say, like, if there was some like pre. Um, pre-designed thing in the tokenomics that they were only going to buy looks rare with that weth and continue to compound their stake that way, then this would go against it. Or, um, you know, if they weren't actively developing the product, which it seems like they are, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just saw that and I just thought like that was... Uh, it didn't mean anything to me. I didn't go, oh, this is bad. It means nothing. Uh, so let me ask 99% of full the people. disclosure. Sorry. I, I did sell my looks rare token because I had uh, some other stuff that I wanted to participate in, in a bigger way. So like, I, this isn't even me protecting my bag right now. Yes. How much did 98% of the people listening to this show pay for their looks rare token? What was their, what was their cost basis? Zero dollars. And you have now earned I don't know how much, but infinity percent return on the zero dollars you've invested in looks. How much did all these people pay for presale access to looks, R2? A lot more than that. More than zero. They bought their position. Yeah, so they were you, investing hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think the, so, the cap was, yeah. was quite yeah. a bit. So you, who got something for free and has been earning interest on that free asset you were given is angry that the people who risked their money on something they didn't know would work are taking out interest from a wealth pool that doesn't affect you in any way. What, if they left it, what would it mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not in the coffers. It's not like the company can use that money. They're not taking money that was cordoned to something else. Fuck is going on here? The yeah. best part of oh. looks is being able to withdraw that weth. Please go withdraw that weth, Pranksy. Go buy some. Uh, go buy some fucking lemons. Yeah, I uh, just remember effing lemons. Sorry, those. <laughs> I don't use that word too close to lemons. I guarantee whatever those people are doing with the weth that they are extracting from the the looks rare token is probably a lot more beneficial for the NFT space than what OpenSea is doing with it. Nah, I, I bet those guys said it right to Coinbase. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I don't think those... These guys have way too much ETH to spend on JPEGs anyway. That, that West's going right to Coinbase. Oh, they got, they got it. Yeah, they got Yeah, you got to... Uh, you got to pay for the Lambo somehow. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, the same thing happens in OpenSea. <laughs> Where do you think... What, what do you think they're doing with it? Like... <laughs> we're upset that... Right to we're upset fiat. that, like, up... Uh, um, 
a fraction of the rewards that are being distributed from looks rare are turning into fiat, but we're not up in arms that OpenSea is taking two and a half percent and can't even keep their website up. Um, sure, it just doesn't need to be a sold like it's a community thing, right? Yes. Uh, oh, we're here for the community. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I, I get, I get it. I get why people are looking at it and and reading into it. I just, I personally just saw it and didn't think twice about it. I mean, it's it's funny. I, I just always think we give OpenSea so much lenience on all of the shit that goes down with that platform. Um, and uh, and here we are. So, um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do the drum roll. The delayed intro, GM, welcome everybody to the Monday, February 14th edition of the Alpha Mint Morning Show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. Happy Valentine's Day, you fucking DGens. Um, I was going to say, what a weekend. I don't know. Super Bowl was good. It was anticlimactic from an NFT standpoint. Uh, I think we had uh, us included. <laughs> like really, someone who doesn't own a lot of MFers, just saying. <laughs> okay. Topically, all right. Um, <laughs> you know, we had uh, we had we had uh, thought there was a lot of smoke surrounding the Super Bowl with NFTs, and let's face it, I mean, it was pretty anticlimactic from an NFT standpoint. Now, let's not forget that everybody that uh, went to the Super Bowl and held a ticket were given an uh, an NFT uh, as a collector's item there. So there's probably you know fifty thousand people in that stadium that just got an NFT, and you know that might be new to them. However. It was very crypto forward. Uh, I mean, that was there was a lot of uh, commercials that were right out there. Um, one of the things that I noticed now, unfortunately, you guys are going to have to bear with me because uh, I tried to get access to an American stream, but here in Canada, they do not like that. They want Canadian advertising on the screen, so all I got was the Canadian side of it. But a lot of crypto stuff, even here. And one thing that I noticed that was definitely a change of pace from the old paradigm was that Ethereum was mentioned in name a lot more than it used to be. It used to be Bitcoin. You used to see the ETH logo kind of floating around on a, you know, a coin somewhere in the background. You'd see some Doge things every once in a while when it was hot, but it was all about buying Bitcoin or just buying crypto in general. Now, a lot of the advertisements were saying, you know, buy your Bitcoin and Ethereum here. Uh, and that to me is a big step in the right direction. As Free Market always says, you know, what do you buy with your Ethereum? And right now that seems to be NFTs. Shit, I didn't even introduce you. I'm R2D Gen. This is Free Market. Fuck. Holy shit. What I do? Mooncat2878 just bought MF or number 904 for 50 ETH as we were chatting. There you go. Right now. I was expecting hey now, ETH. but holy shit works too. 50 ETH MF or sale. Hey now. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, we're kind Woo. of, uh, you know. Ooh, we're, baby. We're, <laughs> Ooh, baby. is a MF or um, Maxi now. Well, I kind of always Murfaxi. Yeah, don't try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. Um, anyways, yeah, Super Bowl, a good game though. I actually enjoyed it. I watched it. The halftime show was fantastic. Um, that lineup was uh, was just crushing it, and uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I think 
only one board ape made an appearance and it was like in the background very subtly in an ftx commercial i think it was um the noun glasses were in a bud light commercial but again that is not um gonna mean anything to anyone outside of nfts but here we are i mean it was good it was uh um you know, a step in the right direction for crypto. The Coinbase ad, I think, was a brilliant marketing uh, tactic to onboard people, giving away fifteen dollars free crypto if you opened a new account, if you sign, if you scan the QR code that was floating around on there. And uh, you know, I, I think that that is going to be a good first step for people to go down the rabbit hole of buying and getting Bitcoin, and then going and finding altcoins or Ethereum. Uh, I don't even like to refer to Ethereum as an altcoin anymore because it's not. Um, and then, you know, people start to look at what they can do with it. So, uh, yeah. Did you end up watching the game yesterday? <clears throat> no, I did not watch the game. I did not watch the football game. yesterday. Not watching the didn't see any of the commercials. No, no. You know what? I mean, they were pretty good. Uh, again, like I'm, I'm kind of getting it retroactively. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch them in real time, but we'll talk about some of them. LeBron was in one. I think that was a pretty big deal. I still haven't seen it, so I'm going to watch it live on the stream with you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams uh, for winning. I know we had some people that were cheering for them in the uh, the Moon Lounge. So yeah, fun game. At least it was close. It was always uh, it's pretty much the only the only football game a year that I watch. Every once in a while, if maybe I'm like out at a bar having some drinks, I will watch a couple while I'm there. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was good. We put out a little spread of some wings and some nachos and stuff like that, and just uh, watch the game as a family. I had a lot of fun. Wings are very classic. Uh, Cl- yeah, to eat. Yes, love the I'm chicken wings. The mm-hmm, mm-hmm, me too. Do you know? I mean, what's your strategy? So you got the drumstick and the wing, right? Like, how yep. do you how do you go about the wing? I mean, this isn't I, the easiest piece of chicken to eat. Um, you know what? I I uh, I typically like um, I break I break the one bone off there the other go. and then just eat See? it like that. See, okay. I've seen these I, weird like TikTok videos of people who are no. like eating wings wrong and then they like just shove it in their mouth and pull it out. I'm like, that's no, not no, 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 not no. me. This is I'm not doing the, that. This is animalistic. The, uh, you you described what I think is great alpha, and I'm assuming our chat is broken <laughs> or every. Yeah, and I'm assuming our chat is broken or everybody has just abandoned us because our last message was at 9.39. Oh, uh, no, we've had tons of messages. Oh, okay, I guess it's just my chat is... Uh, is, is I'm not, Yeah, weird. Uh, you know what? For the it, first it few freezes. Months, we, oh, there we go. Like, literally, back. as I said it, kaping, 9.53 now. Um, So, yes, a chicken wing, the proper way to eat it is to grab it break it apart, pull off one of the bones, which will have no meat on it. You'll feel which one is the easier one to mm-hmm. pull away. And then boom, waha, you can eat the whole way. I mean, for years I struggled. I struggled. I mean, getting the, getting the meat out of the, yeah. Great tip there. I want, I want, I want to know everybody in chat, like what is your, are you a drum maxi or a flat maxi? And what uh what seasoning or or sauce is your go-to and what's yours so we had i mean i get the what's what's around here called the atomic which it's the one with the little warning you know there's like hot 
fire, habanero, psycho, insano, and then atomic. And then the atomic one has like the warning label next to it and the sign waiver. Us. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You can't sue us if you eat the blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I go with the atomic. I like I like me spice, you know, and fl- flats or drums. Uh, I both like I, I definitely prefer drums when I was younger. Once I learned how to eat the wings, now I'm just like, give me a plate. Uh, I love them. I, I'm, I'm going in. I'm, I'm good on both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mix, mix. See? See? Mix. Now, you know. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, Oh, Naughty. He's he's accusing me of being one of those people who leaves, you know, you know, those people <laughs> that'll leave like <laughs> at least a third of the chicken on there. They just eat the really easy parts that, that come off, you know, super easy. Not really ligamenty. Like you eat them, you don't even know if it's an animal. You got to bite into those parts where you go, "Oh shit, this thing was walking around." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm definitely more drums than uh, flats, but I do like them both. My favorite is a dry Cajun rub on Ooh. it, and uh, blue cheese dressing with it. So good. If it has mm. to be a sauce, I'll take the Frank's buffalo sauce, and then you either grill it or you. You uh, bake it in the oven for a little bit after you toss them in there. And I don't like it when it's saucy. It's not like, I I don't know. I just like, I don't enjoy eating with my hands a lot, Um, but I love chicken wings. So I I don't want like Frank's sauce all over my fucking face and my hands and my shirt. Uh, But if you bake it, it kind of, it dries up a little bit, but you still get that great flavor in there. Mm. Love it, man. And I will tell you, those atomic wings are nothing compared to Sigiri. And if you live here in New York City, go to Sigiri, which is a Sri Lankan restaurant uh, downtown. Uh, And that is that is easily I will take anyone there who thinks they can handle spicy food and watch them crumble in front of me. As they eat the chicken curry and the fish balls. <laughs> and I sit there with no water, no milk, smiling Riley. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that uh I'm gonna get that picture of Gary V as a mask that I could put on as I watch. <laughs> You're gonna go to a wing eating joint wearing a Gary V mask and ordering the hottest wings you can. <laughs> no, this would be the Sri Lankan place that's even spicier than that. Yeah. All right. So I, also, I, I'm enjoying or, this conversation. Wow, this is good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big hot some New Yorkers here. Yeah. I'm not a big hot person. Like I like, um, um, I like a good heat. I like a good like spicy vindaloo from a, a curry shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to go to Sigiri when you come to New York. <laughs> I'm in. It's happening. Actually, speaking of which, we were uh, making plans for NFT NYC in June. Um, yes. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of the Alphaman team, but it sounds like it's going to be a thing. Uh, I'm excited for that. This is like my first time like participating in something. All you DJs went down to the BitClout meetup in Miami and all that shit. Like, it's going down, NFT NYC. Yes, um, this is going to be the biggest party that has ever occurred in all of, of our lives. The amount of people committing to descending upon New York City in June for this is uh, everybody. There are going to be meetups for all of your favorite collections, whether that be cool cats or apes are going to have ape fests. Lemons are planning a meetup. 
I know various shows that you love, whether it be Oh Shiny, whether it be The Morning Squeeze, or whether it be the AM Morning Show are even planning live uh, live shows. There's going to be Seminar. The Ether Orcs are going to be there. Zug Zug. Um, Hustler, uh, a very prominent member of the community, and Mutant Ape is going to rent out a huge club. And... Um, of course, that, DJ Tropics is going to be oh, yeah. is going to be uh, DJing many of the hot parties that, while none of you will get into, I will take pictures from and send them to your phones while you guys are in the hotel room. Uh, I'm just you got kidding. it. We're gonna, just kidding. We're uh-huh. it is going to be so good. And yeah, AM meetup, of course, AM meetup at uh, in June. Hopefully, one before then. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Cuggles is saying, wow, that's coming back around already. Time flies. Um, it is happening no, a yeah. lot earlier this year than it did last yeah, year. I think last year was in September quick. or October. November, um, actually. Oh, was it? Re- oh, that's right. Everybody was wearing yeah. winter. Sh- yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I think that they have moved it so that it falls in the summer and it's a little so more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's- and COVID friendly. Like usually by summer, those that's numbers right. go yeah. down. So they relax restrictions and stuff mm-hmm. and it's easier to hold. Adventure, sure. <laughs> so to say, yeah, definitely. Let's talk some crypto. Um, you have been saying for quite some time that when we went on this run towards what 33, 3400, a pullback to 2800, 32. was it 32? I thought we crossed that. I we got to like 3250 at one point. Oh, I thought it was a bit higher than that. Anyways, um, I, a pullback to the $2,800 range would be very healthy. And lo and behold, that's where we were sitting um, at the beginning of this show. I guess it's moved up since then, kind of approaching back to 3000 But over the weekend, it definitely tested that $2,800 uh, um, number a few times and held pretty strong. We had a couple dips there. Uh, and it looks like there's some pretty solid support at those levels. Now, is it time that we're making a run back up or, or you think we're going to just, uh, just hang out here for a little bit? I, the longer we hang out here, the healthier it is. So I, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen there. I would say your most likely scenarios are consolidation or a melt up. All right. A melt up is not necessarily good for nfts as we know that the short-term correlation will result in most floors going down in ethereum terms if we really do have a melt up um i think that it's probably a little more likely that we do that we have some consolidation uh and the longer that consolidation is the better so that's what i'm looking for uh i think if we lost 2800 we would have to come back in and reassess technically what was going on. I would have to go look at the charts again and see. So I expect 2,800 to hold. Uh, I'm watching a break above 3,200 to indicate we would be moving up again. The slower and more gently that happens, the better, not just for the NFT world, but also for the charts. You want, you know, I talk about the chart being broken often and and how do you make a healthy chart well the way we're set up right now it would be really nice to consolidate between this $400 range for i don't know 2 weeks or so and hey the longer the better i mean i'd be if they could consolidate here for a month or two it'd be fabulous but we'll see Yes, the longer the better. We have time to accumulate. And that's kind of how I felt about uh, after the Super Bowl with the lack of NFTs. I thought, okay, well, this is a little anticlimactic, but 
we still have time to do our thing without fighting against the masses. Although who knows? A um, couple of quick news related articles. Bitcoin hash rate hits new all time high amid bearish macro signals. I uh, don't have a ton of color on this, but I mean, it's a pretty big deal for the hash rate to be jumping up to a new all time high. So um, good stuff there. I don't know. Do you have any comment on that? It was just something I pulled up. We talked a little bit about it in the, the pre-show, but. Yeah, it it is good for the Bitcoin that many people own and believe is a digital gold of sorts. Uh, and I, yeah. <laughs> um, also, also, some people believe the entire crypto market is dependent on this meme coin. As if 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 Bitcoin went to zero, none of these other things would be worth anything. Uh, I contend if Ether went to zero, Bitcoin wouldn't be worth anything. The only use case for... I think any of it going to zero would be... uh, (laughs) Would be bad. Yeah, like, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty uh, worst, (laughs) absolute worst case scenario. Um, I think my... I'd be buying Bitcoin at zero. My fumbling and labored metaphor was trying to express that Ethereum is the most important cryptocurrency. It is the only cryptocurrency with a viable use case in the Western world as we speak. And it is because of NFTs. So why did I start talking about Ethereum maximalism again? I don't know. I said something about Bitcoin and it's just the natural reaction. I start saying bit and you're like, Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I, a, a diamond little lemon just sold for 1.58. I have seen a lot of rares move uh, over the last, you know, over the last day or two. I, that usually precedes a very large floor jump. Uh, yes, Illumium Nadi Diso is going to zero dollars. Right down to zero dollars. Um, I was thinking about switching over to an iPhone when I get my new yep. phone in March, and I might not be doing that anymore. Pre-orders of Samsung's new Galaxy S22 sm- smartphone to come with NFTs. The launch of Samsung's flagship devices are accompanied by a commemorative NFT from Theta Network for consumers who pre-ordered in South Korea. Actually, maybe that doesn't apply to me now that I just read that sub <laughs> subhead title. Um Long-standing joke that I am a uh, filthy Android user and that all of you beautiful DGENs only own Apple products. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool nod. We have saw Samsung moving into the NFT space with their TVs. We talked about that late last year as a relatively large news um, item, you know, with them integrating NFTs into their, uh, their televisions and um, potentially having a marketplace set up on there. I don't know exactly how that would work, but it would be pretty damn cool. Uh, they mm. continue their, their kind of adoption of NFTs natively on their platform. Oh, I think that camera around the back is so cute. They were like, guys, just do anything to not copy Cupertino again, please. Um, Yeah, I mean, Samsung phones are junk. Just attaching some Polygon NFT to it (laughs) is not going to make it more appealing to me. In fact, R2, in fact. Show's over. Uh, Beautiful. So, like, I have seen, I feel you getting smarter 
as we do this show every day. So I'm not surprised you were <laughs> shopping for an iPhone, at least in your head. The show um, was just I, the long con to get me to buy an Apple phone. Yeah. And the second I have one, it's just like over. Well, like, step, uh, one, got him. step one, sells all his Bitcoin. Step two, buys iPhone. Step three, profit. Um, so... <laughs> So, uh, but actually now to, um, to the point of somebody in the, uh, of, in the chat, that could be the contrarian signal when, uh, when R2 finally flips to iPhone, that may be peak Apple. I'll have to, I'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, <laughs> you're watching, the, you're gauging the sentiment shift of Apple based on my, yeah, that was, a, that was actually a fair point now that I think about it. Uh, that's the sign. Yep. yep. It's all mm-hmm. over. Cool. Anyway, Samsung. All right. Good shit. I'm, I'm just going to fuck all you. Right. I'm buying a Samsung. And I'm moving <laughs> on with my life. All right. Um, crypto think, punks, Ethereum. Yeah. I love how they specified Ethereum NFT sells for nearly $24 million, doubling previous record chain CEO Deepak tweeted that he used leverage to buy to purchase the NFT, mm. which smashed the previous top punk sale. Sold for 8,000 ETH, $24 million, and that is the previous high, uh, or breaks the previous high of $12 million, not including the one that sold for like, what, $700 million when they uh, they did the little flash loan and sold it back to themselves and then covered it. Um, that's a big sale for punks which you know you mentioned might the bottom might actually be in for them they kind of fell down to what 60 eth as board apes rallied to above 100 eth and um maybe relevance is going to be back in the picture for crypto punks uh based on your reaction i don't even know that you saw this yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw you it saw i retweeted it, it out i there was mm. a few things i took from this right the people talking about a bear market and nfts probably just realized it's only a bear market in their portfolios that was number one and then number two i think that what we were talking about back when you know i had a 120 uh ethereum predict price target for apes uh in the first month of the year they hit 125 they've pulled back to 100 right now back when they flipped punks at about the 60 ETH area. I was saying that I think apes are going to go there, but as far as which ones would I buy, I think it would be punks. I actually think punks are very undervalued relative to, I I actually think punks should have a 200 ETH floor as we speak. I think they should be two X apes. And the only reason they're not right now is because of the lens through which the media and the NFT landscape has viewed them recently. But we have said something the whole time that all of this chatter was going on. And that is punks don't have to ever do anything besides be punks. That is what makes them special. I know it frustrates people because they are so tied to the idea that these magical new NFTs they buy that promise all of this incredible utility are somehow superior to these other ones and that what where is the value in these things well they just they really don't get it um i think crypto punks are a better bet than apes here because they're so undervalued i'm very bullish on both i think both are going to hit a million dollar floor before the macro market sees any type of 
legitimate top where we have a multi-month, maybe even a multi-year drawdown in NFTs. So, you know, if you're rich, I'd say both are a great bet. But I was very bullish on punks because I just think that people got way too bearish. I'm a contrarian trader. I like to buy fear. um, And that's what I was seeing with punks. So this, I think, whereas this week, in a way, we were fooled because we thought it was going to be ape week. There was going to be debuts at the Super Bowl and everyone was going to be talking ape this and ape that. Apes peaked about a you know two weeks ago and now punks have seen some very good sales and they're really I I know it was under a hundred till ninety ETH before I excuse me till a hundred ETH on punks. So I could actually see them getting on par with apes here very soon. Yeah, I mean, Darren's saying uh, Larva Labs doesn't have to do anything, but what they have done recently isn't helping. I think kind of a val- valid point, but at the same sure. time, some you know, sometimes no news is good news. But I think that that's one of the things that Yuga Labs has done really well is not go after every <laughs> single derivative that ever existed or whatever. And I also, did I, I not see some crypto punk toads thing go fucking crazy this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, crypto punks. Right. Because because punks, I'll tell you how frustrating this was for somebody like me who is in love with a project called Creature Toads. Okay, and Creature Toads, I was in love with because of the art. No other reason than a passionate founder and the art. And it got muddled in a sense by all of the great stuff that Semper was building because people. We talk about it with Cool Cats last week. Once you introduce anything representative of the value of your NFT and fractionalize it, it's going to be based on the price of that fractionalization, whether that's a token, um, whether it's the actual fractionalization of an NFT through a token. But now, you, unless you have a built-in culture premium, the price of your NFT is going to be tied to the success of that underlying token. So... It, it, my main push for Creature Toads has always been look at this fabulous art that honored both of the underlying collections as, and was a derivative of love more than anything else. And one of the first mashups ever. And I don't know when I, there will be another historic phase. And, and during one of these, we usually get three a year of these quote unquote historic phases. And I don't know if it'll be this year or next year. So it's going to be the mashup historic phase. We're going to get it eventually. And I think cryptodes are the king of that. But yes, it was funny over the weekend to see these cryptoed punks debuting and then being loved and adopted by crypto punks. This it is, is what it's yeah, hilarious uh, as to like what they decide that they do like uh, and what yeah, they want to go yeah. after. Like it's just it's it's so nonsensical sometimes. And I just but, wish that they would embrace the fact that people want to do derivatives of them. Maybe not funks because it was literally just a flip and like threw it out there. Like sometimes I do get it, but you know it's great to see people want to be representing your brand in some mashup or some way, shape or form um, that speaks to them because crypto punks are unattainable for 99.9% of people. Right. And I want to speak to a point that Darren made because you're absolutely right. Larva Labs doesn't have to do anything, but what they've done recently isn't helping. Yes. I believe that the punks price right now is largely self-inflicted. I don't disagree with that. Okay. 
There was a lot of infighting in the community and stuff, too. I mean, they kind of made their own bed for a little bit there. It was almost in vogue to say you were selling your punk at one point. They were all doing it. I'm selling it. I'm leaving this community. Devs aren't doing anything. Blah, 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 blah. The biggest punks out there changed their PFPs. You didn't see. There were were weeks or months I didn't see a punk on my timeline. How bizarre is that for the NFT world? But I will tell you this right now. If you said that I had to buy either an ape or a punk today and hold it for 10 years, I wouldn't even think of an ape. It wouldn't even be a tough, it wouldn't even be a tough choice for me. You have to understand the problem with what Board Ape Yacht Club is doing. And I believe it will be a medium term problem. I don't think it will doom the collection. But when you base your value and your perceived value on utility and their utility is amazing. Everything they've done has been desirable. People want to be in this club for all of the things that they have offered, but it creates a situation where you always have to one up yourself. You always have to have a better incentive. You always have to do more. Eventually, I don't care who you are, that ends. They're going to screw up or they're going to do something they think is amazing that just isn't amazing to the market. It's not received that way. And the crash in Bored Apes is going to be violent and swift. Crypto punks don't have any of that pressure. All they ever have to do is be crypto punks and they're going to be unbelievably valuable. And they're yeah. going to get un- even more valuable over time as the wealthy who haven't even gotten into this start to realize this is the new Louis Vuitton bag that you can need. Van Gogh do this something, season. please. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what is that guy going to do something? I want utility yeah. on my Van Gogh. Now, what I think will happen is board apes will have a violent crash. They will reassemble and you know, they too will have a community that turns them into a historic artifact. And, you know, five, 10 years from that, they will have that premium built into them. But right now they are very dependent on hype utility and celebrities adopting and eventually that's going to hit its peak and there's going to be a very violent pullback from that punks already experienced that that was 2021 i think it's pretty clear one runway for them now through the end of the decade that's where i'd put my money I'm, I'm like really curious and this is information that we'll never get a hold of but like what percentage of um board apes right now are likely to never be sold because I got to believe that almost right. all of the celebrities that own them are never going to sell them one way or another, right, yeah. like either yeah. zero or, you know, they go to $10 million, like somebody like Eminem or, um, you know, Snoop or, or Jimmy Fallon. I mean, they don't care that they bought it at $1 million and that it's worth $10 million, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm curious as to um, if that crash actually will ever happen uh, in a sense, because I do think that as people enter at these high price points, it's less about the speculative value that they will ever be. And therefore the supply will become just so minuscule uh, that I, 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 I'm I just, I'm picturing it in my own mind that maybe it, it, there's certain thresholds that it really can't. Yeah. But that's why the floor is a terrible metric for anything, because it doesn't take a lot of people to crash a floor price. No, but I'm just saying, like, if you know know that 9,000 out of 10,000 of them are just never leaving celebrity hands. I agree. um, You know, that price point dropping down is going to get caught really easily. And that was my point is what Darren is saying. Like, I'm telling you, there will always be 
Right. There will always be a cra- there can be a crash in the floor without any of the diamond hands doing anything. It's just yeah. there will always. And yes, I would say probably probably 80 percent of the people today who own apes will not own them when it hits a million dollar floor. I, I would say we are still at a period where this I is- think a lot of them shouldn't. For sure. Oh no! Oh no! 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 This is a knock on them. This is one of the greatest. I know it's not. Yeah. Time. No. Take take oh, the money, yeah. man. Buy buy yeah, a house. Yeah. I Name mean, debt you know, free. You know NFTs. You could find a three X elsewhere, right? You're sure. sitting on three hundred grand right now. Yeah. And it would change your life. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darren's saying head down. Um, <laughs> we're talking a different game here, my friend. Um, uh, CMY cats must have a good staking. Yeah. 90% well. of I'm yeah. still earning mice. I'll be earning mice till for the rest of my life. Uh, I, I mean, I exited my head down position. You're talking about a, um, a project where a, a de- uh, unstaking them is going to cost you a substantial portion of gas compared to the actual um, value of the NFT. So um, it's... It is what it is. Anyways, uh, I wanted to actually just do a little thing here and watch um, the the uh, Super Bowl commercial in real time. I'm really hoping that we don't get DMCA'd, although uh, I don't see why we would for um, showing a commercial for free. That seems like a pretty good deal for them. Um, but... Let me just pull this up here. Uh, I had the article pulled up. This was actually the Decrypt article was a pretty good um, rundown of all of the crypto ads that happened. And, um, you know, some of them we had seen before the Bud Light one. We knew the nouns goggle was going to happen right there. Uh, Coinbase had the... uh, the floating QR code where you could scan it. And if you were new to Coinbase, you'd get $15 of crypto. Like we said before, pretty cool. Uh, Also funny, I think marketing tactic was, well, that was more popular than we thought. We'll need a quick timeout, but don't worry. We'll email you when things are back to normal. Um, Pretty funny that you're uh, throwing out a Super Bowl ad there. And then all of a sudden your site crashes. I do think that there might've been a little bit of a pre-planned ordeal there to say, you know, Whoa, like holy shit, people really want their crypto like site crash, you know? I, I don't know. That I, I agree or disagree. Agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I it definitely could have been a marketing tactic. I mean, this way also I guess they didn't have to pay out fifteen dollars to everyone. Oh, I'm sure that if you got, got in there, eventually. they'll still be able to do no, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean fifteen dollars plus the uh fifth I think fifty sixty million dollars uh, um apparently uh oh this is an Edward Snowden tweet too <laughs> um to to launch that I mean, user acquisition is expensive, right? But uh, if you're on there and all of a sudden you get some free crypto and all of a sudden you're looking and you go down the rabbit hole, it's it, this will be a good investment for Coinbase. I have no doubt. Uh, the one that I was really interested in is the uh, Crypto.com's big game preview with LeBron James. We've often talked about how big it would be in terms of NFTs for certain celebrities to get involved or certain athletes. Uh, LeBron is one of them. I mean, his his cultural relevance is... is in the world is high, high, high. Crypto.com renamed the Staples Center the where the Lakers play. Um, and I haven't seen this before, so I'm going to just click play uh, and the sound should come through and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Can you hear it? Bravery to me is being okay with walking through a door that you don't know what's on the other side. That no matter how uncomfortable it is, you have that much courage and that much confidence in yourself 
you'll still step through it. You know, at its core, this is really a story about all of us. We've all had to make these big, courageous decisions that affect our future. The only difference is, you know, we didn't have millions of people watching on. And he's such a transcendent figure, but yet at the same time, he brings us humanity that we can all relate to. And together, we're inspiring a new generation of builders to oh, maybe this a is better the commercial. version of Fuck. the internet. LeBron James embodies this yeah, spirit of courage. No, I don't know. The preview. I pulled up the wrong thing. Anyways, LeBron. I mean, I'm, I'm super bullish on LeBron James now. So thank you for that. Uh, go, go LeBron. Let me pause for a quick second and just tell everybody here who is in the Moon Lounge, if you haven't yet, we are giving away two spots to Battlefly, two pre-sale spots to Battlefly. We're going to do it live on the show. So that is a Moon Lounge raffle. If you are a member of the Moon Lounge, go click that raffle right now. We're going to announce the winners later on the show. This is a new strategy P2E in the magic ecosystem. So if you are not in the small, swole universe, if you haven't uh, participated in the treasure DAO or magic ecosystem, this could be your in. So go smash that emoji and we're going to announce that at around 1140 here on the show. Also, huge congrats, decoy. You got Wonder Pals whitelist. That's an awesome that's, one. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Some cruel, cruel person on a spaces over the weekend asked me to play F Mary Kill with Star Catchers, Wonder Pals, and Weather Friends. I was like, mm-mm, I ain't touching that one. So I turned it around and put it on Lobesy. <laughs> Sorry, Lobe. So you didn't you didn't take a stance on that? I ain't answering that. Could y'all yell out of your mind? Answering well, that question. What's your all one, these two, projects, three? All, all these projects are quality. Yeah. And all one, two, three, I, I don't I couldn't even one, two, three. I will tell you right now that I am more bullish on star catchers than I have been on any project since lemons. Uh, I like lemons. Maybe you know that. Maybe you've seen that out there. Maybe that'll give you some gauge. Uh, the other two I'm very excited to mint. I don't know how I'd one, two, three them. Decoy saying he didn't get into Wonder Pals. He just got into the Discord. Now he's got to grind. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you don't have you don't have much mm. time there, Decoy. Next week, you don't have much time there. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if grinding. I don't know if grinding. First of all, none of these projects that were mentioned here want you to grind. It it is not going to help you get whitelist. There may be, if by grind you mean enter some of their art contests, I think that's fair and cool. Um, I I know that all of these projects do not, uh, yeah, they, they don't like the grinding. So it, leveling up will not get you whitelist in any of those that were mentioned. Yeah, you know what? I mean, maybe by grind, you mean just like going in there. I know a lot of them do look um, really fondly upon like people that jump in and are part of the community and help out answering questions that people have and, and whatnot, you know, people always do when mint, even though you can look at the fact and it, it tells you right there. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly, the whitelist grind meta can just go away permanently. That's uh that's one that I think is just ending in disaster. Um, not only financially, but I think mentally too. Like, so what was that level? That one last week that was level 50. I mean, that is just an inordinate amount of time that mm-hmm. you have to spend. Um, yeah, and to do it. it's not fair. And it's not indicative of a community. It's just, uh, it's a time rug. 
<laughs> it's a time and decoy. There may be people with five thousand messages and star catchers, but getting Starlist is not based on how many messages you send, how how often you send them, how much you're in the room. All of those Starlist spots were picked manually by mods by people that they judged to be good members of the community, and that doesn't mean engaging. Okay, there are people, anyone in there who was just trying to type things to engage didn't get Starless. Like these were people that they just want you to effortlessly go in there, have fun with people and have conversation. And of course, help people out. If you're one of those people who like when a new person comes in, you direct them to the right rooms or tell them what to do. Of course, the mods notice that. Um, but Again, all of these projects are very averse to the to the time suck aspect of grinding, like you see on the scam 3D projects all, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I would almost put well, I wouldn't put that. I mean, at this point, it, it would just be a red flag for me. Jump into a Discord and have to get to a certain amount of levels and whatnot. We're we're past that. And honestly, just being part of alpha communities, whether it's Alpha Mint or one of the other ones. Is uh, is becoming a very good way to get your hands on some allow lists, even if it's not you know a hundred percent guarantee and they're being raffled off. Um, it's uh, it's been a, a pretty f- a fruitful way for people to to partake in that, and just part of the communities. I mean, you see lemons giving away stuff all the time, um, and some of these projects that you hold might not even be an alpha community, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we were able to give away a bunch of star yeah. catchers too. If you haven't noticed, the new meta in the allow listing strategies here is all of them go either to a general raffle, which is as fair as you can make something for the public, or they go to upstanding known communities. Okay. And whether that's alpha rooms like alpha Mint, or whether that's projects like little lemons, Kaiju Kings or ether orcs, you can expect this to be the new normal because They know that the people in those communities are going to buy. They're going to spend their ETH. Remember, an allow list spot is the right for you to buy something, right? And it's in those type of communities that you find people who know good projects and are willing to hold them more than a trade. And that's why people go to these communities, especially if they have a good project. These communities tend to, and I do it all the time, turn away low effort projects that are using the whitelist as a marketing tool okay because yep. this is how often do we see this this is the oh you know retweet this for whitelist or first 500 people in get whitelist like who cares unless the project has any type of you know popularity or hype built around it a whitelist should be something you're forced to do not something you use to try to build a community yeah, I, I fully agree. Like it's it behooves those um those projects that are actually doing quality to partner up with other communities that you know exude those those uh, qualities as well, because you know that there's going to be like a really good trickle down effect of saying I'm giving certain allow lists to this community. I know that they're going to be put to good use to people. Mm-hmm. Um, that are, you know, good NFT minters and or holders. And, you know, it's not an adversion to having your NFT flipped pre-reveal or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, the kind of community that Lemons Friends has, you know, the kind of community that Cool Man's Universe has or Alien Friends has. And getting that community, those that still exist within it, 
a bunch of allow lists into your project and there being a filter process for those communities to give out as well. Yeah. Um, it makes a really, really good partnership. And I, I think it creates a really, really good belief structure in the new project mm-hmm. that's happening. And I'm seeing allow list spots move to places that are less trading focused, right? Because when you're based on education um, and and media and, you know, teaching people things like a lot of these projects do, it just creates the environment that I think the the high end projects want. And that's why they're partnering with these factions. So, yeah. Well, one of the projects that we were working with um, at Alphamint and, uh, uh, you know, helped, you know, point in the right direction was Kakodi. Uh, That minted a little while ago. They definitely had a pretty long mint process going down or uh, sorry, reveal process going down, but it should be done today. Uh, And this is one um, that has done really, really well in that, you know, between the mint and the reveal phase, the the uh, allow list was minting at 0.03. The public sale went down at 0.05. And um, I forgot to pull up the open C link, but last time I checked, it was at like 0.16, 0.17. It's not like taking this crazy, crazy parabolic uh, route here, but you know what? I mean, it just, they continue to do some work. Uh, they continue to be present. And I think that I'm actually really excited for the artwork. Uh, it's definitely unique and like you know there's definitely some effort that's been involved in creating this stuff and i'm really actually excited for the reveal today me too it it's one that's seen multiple sweeps on the secondary a couple um loading up on them loading up i i actually don't think i i think the art's going to be impressive and there's not going to be as much of an impetus for people to dump floors while most projects pull back after reveal. I do think this one has a, is a candidate not to, but we'll see. If it does pull back, I think it'll be short-lived. Looking forward to, uh, to revealing mine today. Pumped. Yeah, I mean they have they have the whole game that's uh, that's coming out, and they've been doing teasers for and stuff like that too. So I mean, it do, it really does just feel like there's the, been this good organic accumulation of these things. You know, it's not uh, it's not taking such a parabolic route that you're worried that all of the people that have been loading up on these are just going to dump on you. I don't think that's not the impression I've gotten, anyways. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about this project, and I'm really excited to see what they have in store in terms of uh, in terms of the reveal. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Tasty Bones. Tasty Bones went down on the weekend um, for their allow list. So they have a 5,000 uh, unit collection. 4,500 of them are minted. They are doing a raffle today. 350 of those raffle spots are going to uh, OGs of the community. Been a little bit critical of this project for certain reasons, um, but it is sitting at about a two ETH floor. Um, and at a 0.07 mint, that's that's been uh, pretty incredible, honestly. So um, I would look for it's that. Amazing. To I thought yeah. it was amazing how a cheap doodles derivative with over 100,000 followers on Twitter juxtaposed the entire industry in, in the most amazing fashion that it was the talk of the entire town for weeks. And then everybody rushed out to mint another cheap doodles derivative. So good on everybody. I'm glad everyone's learned their lesson and good luck with your doodle bones. (laughs) I mean, you know what? 
if there's one, one, one thing I could say about this project and like, you know, I tend to agree, but um, they minted at a pretty reasonable price point zero seven. I mean, we've seen these projects like squiggles now doing Dutch auctions for one ETH or, or like this percentage of that. And that, that goes to this percentage. And if the floor is this percentage, it's going to be X times this and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm, a little surprised that it is this high, but I mean, it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that they were asking like 0.25 or 0.4 from mint that we've I'm not surprised. seen a lot of that lately though. This is manufactured hype. Of course. What are you talking about? Look at hate beast. All of these things. Anytime we talk about these obvious cash grab shit projects, we always tell you this isn't about not taking the arbitrage on the whitelist. I don't personally engage in those things with projects I think are cash grabs because I don't want to stick anyone with a worthless JPEG. But I'm not telling you not to take that whitelist arbitrage. It was the same with Hypebeast. There was obvious money to be made there. there was, nobody was denying the money to be made there. This will be zero in a year. This team will be gone. I, 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 will, I will promise you we will be here next year talking about this project. It will be under 0.1. Their token will be worthless and nobody will care. And why? Because it's they look good because they're doodles. And the problem, here's my problem. It's not that they don't look good. They look great. Okay. But they're very, very close to doodles. In fact, when new people come into the market and they see this, they're instantly going to think it's a doodles. That is bad. That it's not that it's it's not that they're trying to do that. It's that it means that the 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 project itself hasn't made a case for existing. What's the point? Explain the point. That everything looks great here. The art, it's it's spiffy. It everything you want to see here. I see they did the lemons. Uh, I mean, man, people love those. Ever since lemons did those rarity cards on the sites, everyone loves to copy it. So again, oh, I just great cook, fabulous cook for anybody who got on the whitelist or wins the raffle. These will be zero in a year. Just like eight eight eight, just like <laughs> okay. These will be zero in a year. These will be tasty zeros. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated to watch it go down. They are very roadmap dependent. We have um not always loved how dependent pre. Um, existence people can be on roadmaps but uh yeah again I, you know i i do think you bring up an important point of like how we feel about that stuff is definitely not saying that you don't take the arbitrage opportunity especially if you were sitting there uh, with the uh the whitelist uh, mint of uh, ability to mint at 0.07 and grab two of these um you know i I would never have advocated that you don't mint them from some moral high ground or whatnot. Uh, looking no, at that's something my job. like, no, I don't think you do that either. I mean, you just said it, right? Like it's, it, there's, there, it, there is opportunity that exists there. Um, and while tasty bones might not be a quick rug, like we're seeing with uh, like the shit show that's going on with squiggles, um, you know, the point that you made, and I think it's a great one is like, what is their case for existence? Right. Like, what is the niche that they're carving out? And as you said, I mean, they just took a one-of-one a one doodles and basically made an entire project out of it, right? Or am I incorrect in, in what I'm understanding? Sorry. <clears throat> well, it looks like the skull doodles. I think if you saw this, you would mistake it for a doodle. That's all. Right. 
That, and I, this is my point. And I don't even think it's a, I talk about rugs that are obvious rugs. I talk about slow rugs like fishy fam. I don't even think this is like a fishy fam situation. I just think this is an ill conceived project that has garnered too much hype for a tired model with great art. And, and I, this is the issue. I don't think it has any longevity. I know it doesn't have any longevity. Right. But I'm very happy. And I hope, as I do with all these things, as I do with Fishy Fam, that the community rallies around it and finds a great reason to maintain this price. And everyone rides their horses into Valhalla and 10 <laughs> Tasty Bones. So well, you, the community. You want to talk about a project that's riding the horse into Valhalla we talked about earlier was the MFers. Um, yeah. Ooh, 212. So, I live there. 212, what up? Um, no, I mean, here, here's the thing, right? This was, as you mentioned, a 0.05. Um, I, I want you to kind of go through as somebody who, uh, has accumulated some of these and you talk about it. And I know, um, I've listened to you on the spaces with Lobesy and whatnot, go over this, um, why these were, um, why these were, I'm going to air quote left for dead and how they got from, you know, that 0 0.05 mark or whatever it is all the way up to, was it two and a half ETH floor earlier? Uh, 3.4. Oh, we got up to 3.4. Yep. And the three yeah, BMFers I mean, got above one ETH very briefly. Did you sell yours? No, I didn't actually. Um, mm. it's a, that's a, a weird project that, um, I don't know. I mean, the supply is so low and the floor is so thin. Like, do I think that I'm going to be selling these for the same price that I'm going to like an MF or would be probably not, but uh, I'm more than willing to <laughs> ride some of the exposure from the MFers on that train. So, um, I mean, this is just, it's a, it's an incredible story and I just, you know, where does this go from here? Right. And I mean, I'm not doing the when utility, when roadmap and all of that stuff, but like, um, is this a project that you can see sitting at a, you know, five ETH floor, a 10 ETH floor? Like, you know, what <laughs> go is scroll down to the 50 ETH sale and then ask me that question. How many projects do you see 50 ETH sales on R2? Um, <laughs> now you're supposed to go hate beast. <laughs> I think there was a ridiculous sale. There was. There was a lot of big there hate was, beast sales. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't but, even want to look on. at where those are at right now. Yeah. Uh, you guys understand what I mean. There you don't see 50 ETH sales in in the in, in a project like this unless it's uh unless it's legit. So I will tell you the story. It originally sold for 10 ETH back um, mm -hmm. on mint, which is actually pretty incredible. Uh, and those sales were, you know, all shit, all the stuff I'm about to say aside, that alone should have been enough to keep people bullish on this project. The fact that the rares were selling for 10 and 20 back originally, right? Now, MFers shows up. About half the people in the DGen dojo knew Sartoshi and the other half didn't. Okay, so everyone's a degen in there. It was obviously a hype mint. They were going to mint it whether they understood or knew this guy or not. But at least half the dojo was like, what the fuck are these things? They're stick figures. Like, this isn't good art. What is this? Why does anybody care? And most people minted it. I think they saw quite the post-mint pump. I, I believe they got up to point three or 0.4 or something. It was uh, a very average sale on the first day was 0.4. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Sale. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So it, it had a very nice pump after it debuted 
And then everyone was like, well, what the fuck is the point of these things? And why did they say that? Because there is zero roadmap. There is no plans. There, are, There's nothing here that you are looking at what these are. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty funny because someone even asked me about star catchers because the, the team isn't taking a paycheck for a year. They're having the money locked off. And I was like, I find that a little ridiculous only in the sense that I believe they should be paid. I don't mind the creators getting paid. They have put months of hard work into this project and then Chuban goes, what do you mean get paid for what? The pictures? And I think this brings me back to MFers. There's nothing here. They're pictures. This is all there is. There's no roadmap. There's no uh, community manager. There's no mods no in website. the discords. Ex- yeah, except the people who volunteered. It's nothing. It's these pictures. Now, why are they important? Well, Sartoshi is the greatest memer of a crypto Twitter generation. His PFP is iconic. He is our culture. Okay. Now, what are NFTs? NFTs are the fractionalization of culture. Sartoshi took his brand and fractionalized it into 10,000 shares. And people who understood how important Sartoshi was and his meme was to crypto Twitter understood you were buying a share in one of the most important memes that ever existed. The idiot traders who trade these things had no idea. And for months after they minted, Scott would turn and people would come in and randomly ask about the MFers and Scott would go, go SFMC. He's bullish on them. And I would tell them what I just told you. And they went lower and lower to the point where in December, they were, I believe the low was 0.06, and they were just sitting there. And I continue to tell people, these are that important. These are <clears throat> cultural artifacts. This is the most important memer and the most important meme. And lo and behold, that premium is now being recognized. Will these get to 10 ETH? Yeah, these will get to 10 ETH. Now, you don't buy... On Saturday, when they were pumping like crazy, no, people didn't ask FMC which MFers they should buy in December. They were asking me this weekend when they were getting above two ETH. And then they got above three ETH and people were still asking me. And what the fuck do you want? Of course, I think they're going to 10 ETH, but no, you don't buy it right now. How does everyone get FOMO once the thing gets to its goddamn peak? All right. You've got to find these things when they're sitting there left for dead. And there's a ton of projects right now like that, whether it's Creature Toads, OK, or whether it's Breakfast World. And people don't care. I could sit here and say these things all day and one day in a week or a month or two months or a quarter. And I don't know what it's going to be. We're going to wake up to one ETH on all these projects and people are going to. Oh, are Creature Toads still a buy? Come on, guys. This is what's <laughs> happening here now. MFers. Yes, they're that important. The reason is because memes are powerful and because they are culture and NFTs are the fractionalization of culture. And if you understand which cultural things are important enough to become artifacts, they are going to make you wealth. MFers, very bullish. They're going to 10 ETH. There's there is a uh, a certain level of like what you see is what you get too right like it's not you're not dependent on a roadmap you're not are dependent on anybody or any team uh, executing something big or small and then have it having you know some kind of effect on the floor price uh, I pulled up this article here by Sartoshi 
Um, and I want to read some of them off because I just think it's it's actually brilliant, right? Like, and and we always forget that sometimes these things just exist to exist. This is how a lot of traditional art works. Sure, maybe there is some statements behind it. Maybe if you're getting in early on an artist, you're 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 banking on his ability to have some cultural relevance uh, or you know technical skill, and you know what the importance will be in the future and whatnot. But that's essentially what this is, right? You're not banking on that artist to go and open up a building downtown and have a gallery there and, you know, give out free ice cream because you came and bought a picture or something like that. Right. Um, this is just, it, it just exists. And like you said, there's tons of stuff out there in season, season three says, I don't know why I says that. Season three says what will pump next. I don't think it's really the point about what will pump next. It's what will eventually have relevance and hold it, right? Because you've said a lot of things will have a moment and MFers wasn't the last thing that you called, but it eventually did have that moment. It's not about like, I can see this thing going crazy in a week or a month. Sometimes for very, very low entrance points, you got to be willing to have a longer time horizon if you believe in either the art, the relevance, the community, um, or um, the the founders, right? Like, it, it can't all be about what's next, uh, what's, you know, what'll happen next week, what will happen next one month, what news will come out. There are going to be things that just continue to have relevance and importance because they exist. Um on this article that he wrote, he says, Sartoshi, you need to have an official Discord. No, we don't. MFers built one for MFers. That's true. They just made one. They they found a place that they wanted to congregate. They made their own community. Sartoshi, you need to have you need to be a, in the Discord as a leader. No, I don't. MFers are leading their own ways, but I'm happy to get the word out about many MFer creations and ideas. We saw that with the 3D MFers. Um, you know, this I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he made a hundred 3D models of these MFers, released them out as a slow drip, and had Sartoshi's blessing. It just exists. He wants other people to participate in it. They can. He's not going to, you know, go after them like Larva Labs. Uh, Sartoshi, you need a roadmap. No, MFers are paving their own roads. Sartoshi, you need to do paid promos. No, MFers move organically. Sartoshi, you need to send free MFers to this influencer, that celebrity. No, these MFers are just are MFers just like us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's that idea of like you don't necessarily need all of this stuff to happen to be successful. CryptoPunk sat there below what one ETH, two ETH forever, right? Mm -hmm. And now they exist. And one of the frustrations of Larva Labs is they need to do something. Well, do they? Why can't these things just exist? Why can't these things just have relevance? Because people want them to have relevance. I don't know if you agree or disagree with anything I said there. I am in 100% agreement and i want everyone out there to know you still need all the things on these lists because you're not sartoshi but what we need to do is identify the the ones that are because that's what we do right so yeah most projects need all that bullshit on the list because they don't have culture to sell okay they're trying to create culture some of them will all right but that's the whole point here all right i think it's very it's very succinct NFTs are the fractionalization of culture. If you have the ability to identify which culture is important enough to become an artifact, you're going to make wealth. Trading is going to run out. You see it with the bots. 
the bots are losing efficacy because everybody is having them. Anywhere there's easy arbitrage gets gobbled up by an efficient market very quickly. The one thing that will never be gobbled up by an efficient market are people who can predict where culture is going, period. There's no way to arb that. It's a very Um, particular set of skills. I will find you. I will identify your culture <laughs> and I will profit on it. Uh, uh, Snow Squatch is saying, sounds like you're setting up for Snow- Star Wolves just to exist. No, that's that's really not the point that we're making. And I, you've never said that, you know, these things can't or shouldn't have some utility or, you know, a project can't build things that are, uh, are relevant. But I'm just saying that sometimes art for art's sake does exist and you, you know, it can just go out there and be right. Um, that's not uh, any kind of commentary on Star Wolves. We talk about a lot of projects, um, and all of them have their own unique situations that we have to, you know, discuss and acknowledge. Um, and so, my point in saying this is: Why are MFers two and a half ETH? Why are they up to three and a half ETH earlier this weekend? Um, because they have relevance, they're by somebody that was important, and they just exist. And it, you know, we get so caught up in that everything needs to have a roadmap, um, but sometimes things are just there. You know. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, MFers give us paper handers, sleepless nights. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's um, you know, it all depends on what your time horizon. Everything you've paper handed should give you sleepless nights because it all comes back around. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, auction before. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say that I don't want to have the conversation about the, like what has happened in star wolves, but, and I appreciate you're still supporting us. Um, what else did we have queued up today? Uh, cool man's is doing some stuff too. You've done a little bit of a deeper dive on cool man's lately. And, uh, you know, some of the traits and did we talk about this in depth on Monday? Sometimes I forget what our personal conversations are and what the conversations we have on the show, um, are, but no, I uh, believe I did. I believe I did this recognizance over the weekend. So, Oh, okay. All right. So then here we are now on Monday with the ability to talk about it. Um, I mean, this this project has had such a strange trajectory. It was a max two mint at the time. So even the distribution on unique holders started out at about that 50-50 mark that we always love to cross over. Um, it had a big run up and then it had a fall and then it had another big run up to two ETH and then it had a fall. And now we seem to be sitting in a point where... Um, you know, despite seeing some of the the lack of volume in NFTs over the week and, um, you know, some of the other floors being depressed, uh, Coolman's has done this like really st- steady march back to 2 ETH. I think it was at about 0.19 at its high over the last couple of days. It's cooled off a little bit, but it, much like Lemons, seems to be going through this point where uh, the 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 support level on that you know certain level of floor has really become so solidified, and I think the holders are now in such a, an amazing space um, that we're just seeing this slow, gradual um, shifting of hands of all of these NFTs. The floor price is gradually just kind of going up and up and up, and eventually, I feel like um, you know it's kind of 
ripe for a pop. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, um, but especially with Cool Man's, there there seems to be something here. They're very active on spaces, talking about their projects, doing um, new things, and uh, and here we are. Do you want to give us a little bit of um, you know, the rundown of, of some of the stuff that you found? You know, some of the traits are looking like there's probably some uh, you know something under the surface where maybe it seems like it's a floor, but maybe it won't be. There's some some worlds. They have Donut World and other things in their lore. Uh, what'd you get? So, Cool Man's Little Lemons and Alien Friends all debuted within, I think, five days of each other. And uh, I think they were back to back to back. Oh, yeah. And Lemons sits right now around 16x. Cool Man sits right now around 12x. And Alien Friends sits right now around 45x. I'm trying to include gas and all those numbers, not just their base uh, mint price. So obviously the outlier here was Alien Friends. These other two projects have done very well on their own, but I think they each have separate issues as far as why they haven't seen that same type of game. And I don't mean issues like there's anything wrong with them. Just why didn't they see the same type of alien friends hype cycle? Obviously Gary had something to do with it, but also right now in cool man's, there seems to be, you know, it wasn't a cheap mint. These other two were cheap mints. Okay. Back then this was a very expensive mint. Point one. It, it was yeah. yeah, yeah. Point one. Lemons was, were 0.025 and mm-hmm. Alien Friends were 0.02, if I recall correctly. Correct. Exactly. So this was a relatively expensive mint, which means that the people buying it were a little more, uh, I don't know, sophisticated or into NFTs than most. In fact, every time Cool Man's has gotten to, to ETH, which is a 20x, basically, after... Uh, after the mint price, they've been smacked back down. And this seems to be the result of traders who could afford that 0.1 mint price, basically dumping at all of them that they had, because they have a lot of them. All right. This was not, uh, this was, this, this was very, very uh, popular with certain people. And we still have to work through that supply. Lemons, on the other hand, is a very nice gain from mint. And if you look at the first few rows of lemons, these are all people who minted. This is the first sale for these lemons uh, on a lot of them. So I think that these uh, these people need to get through. We need to chop through all this supply, which is happening right now. And then Cool Man's and I actually think Cool Man's and Lemon's have much more potential than Alien Friends. Alien Friends was the outlier that got out quick. I think these two have much, much stronger communities. Um, the cool Man's and Lemon's are very similar in the way they hold spaces, the temperament in those communities. Um, Alien Friends is not quite the same. I I do think that Alien Friends is one of those instances that like just really, really got ahead of itself. I mean, like 0.02 straight up to what, four or five ETH is is madness, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's that is a a wild trajectory. And we've seen it happen with some of the more, you know, high profile, more expensive mints. But to to be able to mint is the only thing I could think of that was 0.02. It got cool cats got to five ETH after the time partnership announcement but, I but like, what was the yeah. what was the distance between that i mean because alien friends oh, literally months. just went right yeah. there i know yeah nothing i can't think of anything like alien friends really 
Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe you could draw some comparisons to Azuki going straight to 17, but even then, uh, it's not the same, not the same project. Way, way, way more initial hype around Azuki, much higher starting price. And um, um, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I, I, I really don't think you can compare it to anything. And that's why it's really hard to gauge what Alien Friends is supposed to do from here. You know, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up. But last I saw was at a point, 1.8 ETH floor. I think it's fallen since then, or is it kind of rebounded? Cool, man. Oh, no, Alien oh, Friends. No, uh, Alien Friends. It's rebounded. It's at 1.8. I think it got down to okay. 1.7. Yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, again, like just going back to that point, like it took such a bizarre trajectory that like you can't really apply any historical um, information as to like where this project should go from there. But I really do got to say like if if it had never had that run up to a four ETH or whatever it ended up actually getting to. I can't even, it's jogging my mind right now. Um, and it had just slow built to 1.85 right now. I mean, that even in and of itself is just an incredible price to be at. So it's not an indictment against the community. It's not an indictment against Alien Friends or the artwork or did they do enough to maintain that floor price? I mean, that was just completely unheard of. And honest to God, it being at 1.85 is kind of unheard of too. And it's it's absolutely incredible. And I'm not saying it's going to go any lower than that, but it is just it's just wild. If we never had that run and we were looking at it now, we would be saying the same thing, like just incredible floor. Yeah. And I'm just extremely proud of Mason and the team for not announcing a token uh, into this floor pullback. I applaud them. I, I Yeah. There's always I, so much pressure. Can the devs do something? I think there's other projects out there that have had very fishy behavior who have already announced a token, a P2E game, mutants after only existing for like a week. They they do have their friends token on the roadmap, right? They do. Yeah, that was always in there. That roadmap. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... What else do we have on the docket today, uh, Arthur? Um... I don't know. I think that we're uh, almost getting to that point where I'll throw the uh, link out there to anybody that wants to jump up on stage with us. Um, see, I'm getting tagged in the OS community research. Shout out to Henry. If you're not in the Moon Lounge or if you are in the Moon Lounge and you haven't checked out Henry's writing, I mean, this guy just continues to do incredible work. Um, and also, and uh, if you're not in the Moon Lounge... No, if you're not in the moon lounge, buy a pass and then you have access to Henry's writing. That's where I was going. Hard sell here. <laughs> All right. The uh, the link is up there in the AM show chat. If anybody wants to join us on this Monday morning, I will throw some music on. We are about an hour and 35 minutes in, so that seems like a good time to do it. Um, actually, we had a good question. And since we're on the topic about lemons, I'm going to go grab some coffee and go to the bathroom. But um, you have some information on what goes down with the pixel lemons and why it's kind of a, a cool differentiation of just a straight up mint, um, even if it is free. Uh, I'm going to bring Josh up on stage. You guys can vibe with your lemons together. And uh, sorry, it's JWRS that said, thoughts on the lemons and the impact of Pixel Lemons on the collection. I don't believe, and I've said this for a while, that Pixel Lemons would or should have any effect on the collection. In fact, had they been a separate NFT drop, like many of us had anticipated, I would have thought the effect on the collection would be negative as 
the value of those pixel lemons would be removed from the value of the floor. You know, I saw some people like, we're disappointed. When I bought it, I thought I was going to get two NFTs for the price of one. They don't understand how an efficient market works, it seems, because in an efficient market, value doesn't come out of nowhere. And if you fractionalize something, which would be what a pixel lemon would have been, it would remove the value of that perceived pixel lemon from the PFP. Now, what is actually going to happen with pixel lemons? And a Medium article was released by Little Lemon Friends and Cenarius yesterday, outlining exactly how pixel lemons would work. These are going to be part of your PFP. Okay, so you have your NFT, your little lemons NFT. The pixel lemon is going to be added to it so that you can essentially change out to your pixel lemon anytime you want. Now, you could even do it for your PFP. As an example, Doodles is doing this with their new rocket ship animation that's coming up. So all Doodles holders are going to get a rocket that they can put their doodles in. Each will be unique. They will be able to make it their PFP. It's a tiny little animation. The thing is, they are doing it in such a way that will not dilute the supply. It is the same things Little Lemon Friends is doing. You'll be able to go to the Doodles website. You will put your NFT into a little metamorphosizer. You'll click it and you could change it to a pixel lemon. Subsequently, we know these are going to be used for the metaverse, okay? Now, you have your beautiful lemon that you use as your PFP. Let's say you had gotten this pixel lemon, and let's say it was worth 0.1 or 0.15, and you, for some reason, needed the liquidity, for whatever reason that was. You could theoretically sell off that pixel lemon. Now, everybody knows you as the lemon, Let's say it's Michael Rip's lemon and it's the conical hat robot. Everyone knows Michael is the conical hat robot. Well, what if somebody who bought his pixel lemon was running around the central land and ran up to you? You could mistake him for Michael and you would know in Web3 as we have uh, security issues and provenance is very important and people can impersonate other people easily, how messy that could be. This is your Web3 identity. For many people, the lemon is the only NFT they own. This is your Web3 identity. For it to be split up would not make a lot of sense. Now, because Cenarius did it this way, I actually believe it's going to add value to the underlying PFP instead of diluting it and splitting it off into another completely different NFT. People think this would be a situation like mutant apes or like cool pets. Well, no, it wouldn't. All right. When you release a companion collection, which is what people thought these would be, they, they thought these pixel lemons would be a companion collection. Those are released when your underlying collection has become so expensive, the price of entry is nearly impossible for most people. That's why Board Ape, Club, Board Ape Yacht Club released dogs. That's why they released mutants, because each offered a different point of entry for people to get into the club. Right now, most people who want a lemon can afford a lemon. I know it's a little jaded. They're still expensive for some people, etc. But in the NFT world, cool cats are 12 ETH. Most people can't buy a cool cat, yeah. but they can they may be able to buy a cool pet. 
All right. Lemons isn't in that position. So there's no reason for a compare. And believe me, when lemons get above 10 ETH and they're a global licensing phenomena, you can believe whatever is in Cenarius's head right now. And I'm sure he's formulating all sorts of things we can't even begin to imagine. That option will be on the table. I'm sure the option of a juice token will also be on the table, but that is way down the road and there's no reason to want and force it. So I've said this a lot. People really expected maybe Pixel Lemons to pump either the lemons or become their own NFT that pumps themselves. I've said that wasn't going to happen. Yet another funny thing is happening with lemons. A supply crisis is brewing underneath the surface. For weeks, we have now seen at least 100 unique wallets added per week. We were at 4,800 wallets four weeks ago. We are seeing 100 uniques added per week. You look at something like Alien Friends, all right? Those uniques are staying the same, if not going down slightly, all right? They've been at 6,600 now for weeks. They got there within like the first two weeks of existence or something like that. It was pretty incredible, and I applaud it. Lemons are different. It's a slow build. It's organic. And it seems that the supply crisis is lining up right when Pixel Lemons are about to be released. So while correlation is not causation, I believe it will look like the Pixel Lemons pumped lemons because they're actually due to rally here anyway. So who knows? Who knows what reason we'll attribute to it? But I actually think lemons are very close to a big pump. I think they'll get to 0.8 or 1 ETH. If they got ahead of it, I think they would pull back to there. That's going to be our new support resistance area. So if it was some sort of weird influencer pump out of nowhere and they got to two or three ETH, I think they'd probably fall back to one. I think that's that's the next uh... I think that's one of the things that's been happening with Cool Man's action. Uh, you know, it, it did have that run up to 1.9 ETH and then it pulled back. And then I think a lot of people that watched it go to 1.9 and cool off now want to see their exit point of, around yeah. one there. Like, you know, like they're like overhead supply sh- is the name of the theory. Is the, Yeah. I, I, like it, it's that idea of like, you know, I should have exited then. Now I'm going to, even though, you know, past performance shouldn't indicate you know, current performance or anything like that, it does create a psychological, like I'm not letting this 1.9 ETH sale go again, but you're going to get a redistribution because you sold at 1.9. Now somebody else bought at 1.9 and your ceiling is their new floor, right? Lemons has gone through that a lot too. And that's the thing. Everybody buying here at 0.5, 0.5 is their floor. That's cheap to them. They have big plans for these lemons, okay? The people right now listing between 0.5 and 1 are either people who minted and are getting a fabulous gain, and you can't fault them at all. It's traders who maybe bought between 0.2 and 0.4 and are looking for a nice flip. And then there are people who bought above 1, feel stuck, and just want to get the thing off their books. I mean, these these are the people who have listed between 0.5 and 1 ETH. But all of these new uniques that have been added between this 0.4 and 0.5 level, these people are looking for much higher prices and they're going to diamond hand it till they get there. Ryan's saying alien friends have been going up about 100 new holders per week for a while. Don't really know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah, it's it is it's bounced between like 62, 6300 and 6600. So like while that's probably true, I think 
generalizing in that range. We're not seeing like a rise from, you know, 3,000 unique holders all the way up to 6,000 unique holders. My right? mistake then, Ryan, I actually thought they were at 6,600 like four weeks ago. So I thought I, I thought they had done that well already, but if it was sixty two, I guess I got my numbers. Uh, well, I mean, there's some I there's some weird there's some weird ebbs and flows too, right? Like you can get up to these really high unique holders, and then it looks good, but then you start getting these people who redecide to start accumulating them, and you got to believe that starting to take a big position at that like much higher point is going to be pretty bullish for the uh, the supply if you're kind of resetting in there, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I when I see the, the thing is, right. And I love this statement that gets said a lot is, you know, you never know why somebody is selling something, but you always know why somebody is buying something. Right. The only yes. motive in this market for somebody to buy something is because they either like it and they want to hold it for a long time because they think it's going to have future value or they believe it's going to rise in price again, higher value, right? Nobody buys, oh, I'm going to buy here at 0.5 and uh, ride this baby into the ground, right? That's just, right. it's not a thing. You don't know if somebody needs to sell because they just lost their job and they need to keep paying their bills. Or if, um, you know, they, um, there, there's a million reasons. I, I could just sit here and come up with them. You don't know what the motivations are behind somebody listing yeah. at a certain price. So, wow. There is only 6,000 people in the, uh, in the wonder pals discord. That's yeah. Incredible. I don't, I don't think uh, you should still have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 definitely. Yeah, because he was saying whether he had, and it's, you know, I've been in for a while. Look, I I like the Wonder Pals art, but, you know, everything speaks at like, I'm, it's funny that people associate me with the cute meta because I, like, I don't know. I don't buy things because I think they're uwu or cute. So it, you were shopping for lot. fucking cool cats on the last show, man. What? Do you, <laughs> but that's my point. This is I my mean, point. I, it has nothing to do because I think they're cute. Like I, a, guy, yeah. a lot of a lot of my plays line up with, I guess, the cute meta. Just, but I I don't buy them because they're cute. Wonder Pals. I admit they're very cute. They're probably well done. It's just not the art that speaks to me. And while I would fight tooth and claw to get on this list somehow and i love mina and i love the project and i i think great things for it it's not my style it's not the one that i would necessarily wear um, they look good in profile pictures actually i think that's what the, I, I think that's what it is there. here too yeah, yeah i think that's what it is they look really they're very very pfp so i i can see these being uh, they're going i not even see i know they're going to be absolute they could be the early if you were going to make me bet and say one week after the week of the 22nd who's going to have the highest floor i'd bet wonder pals right now of okay invisible friends please don't ask me about it i understand that's going to be 10 ETH and there's nothing we could do about it but take that, that one out of it yeah yeah no some someone asked about invisible friends but mm. well that, while we're on the subject yeah um do you mind Sorry, I, I just I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, Shubs actually did ask, um, going big into Starcatcher's weather report and Wonder Pals, so he did leave Invisible Friends out of that. Uh, what do you think happens if they open at a ridiculous floor? I'm assuming you mean like get ahead of herself. I I would personally oh, no, say no 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 no. 
I didn't mean oh, get ahead. I, I meant be the early winner. I didn't even mean that the price would necessarily be frothy or ahead of itself. Oh, I was just going to say out of weather, fre- uh, weather report, Wonder Pals and Star Catchers, I think Wonder Pals probably has the highest floor one week after mint. Which for me, for FMC personally, it's a very good thing because I am looking to buy as many star catchers as is humanly possible given my stack. Uh, I will, I, I am, I am the bullish. For sure. Um, Josh, what's going on, man? Have you, were you, uh, were you introduced yet? I'm just lurking, you know, just lurking, hanging out, you know, no (laughs) biggie. Willem, I'm gonna say I, I see your I see your messages about psychedelics anonymous. I promise I've pulled them up, um, but I, I can't promise you we have a ton of color on them unless uh, free market's gone a little bit deeper. Um, Josh, what's uh, what's happening? How was your weekend? Oh man, pretty good, pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm not a uh, Super Bowl kind of person, so I spent it doing other things. Um, but yeah, enjoying some sunny weather here in the Pacific Northwest. Good time. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's cold here. We had a snowstorm oh, it's on the East Coast good. again. Freezing today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to guys, <laughs> you West Coast, best coast, get on over here. We could use some of that R2 and free market energy out here. Oh, I appreciate that. I just, you know what it is? I I don't like waking up and like three hours of the stock market has already happened. That kept happening to me in Alaska and uh, the West Coast. It's like y'all are on. Soon come, soon come. Yeah, very, very relaxed on the West Coast. Yeah. It's the way, it's the way. Well, I was thinking of going to Alaska and I'm trying to figure out how what time i'd have to get up for the morning show that would probably be 4 30 a.m alaska that's right don't don't do it it's like taking (laughs) an 8 a.m class in college right you know that's the devil telling you to do that don't do it man (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well i've been enjoying this i i yeah i'm curious i mean star catchers especially i i have a feeling that those are gonna i mean are they doing mint passes or they're doing mint passes? Am I right? They're raff- there's doing they are doing a raffle for their Discord for the last spots. They they okay. they came out, they were like and I believe it's the pin tweet on their profile right now if you go check it out. But they were basically like, look, we know what kind of demand we have. We're not being, you know, we're not we don't want to do this, but right now we kind of have to raffle the last off because obviously it would be a gas war. It would, you know, not blah, 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 all the standard reasons. So they'll be raffling them off, which I like. I'm actually a big proponent of raffles. I, I do think it's the fairest way to distribute allow list spots. And I think Star Catchers is the perfect example of a project that that is allowed to do that. Like they're not using their whitelist as a marketing tool. They're using it to manage just the, the insane demand. So that I, I think that they're doing everything correct here. But yes, it will be a raffle. Are you in the yeah. Discord? I am in the Discord, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just thinking, have, mm-hmm. I'll have a chance. I probably, you know, what odds of getting in probably pretty slim given how, you know, intense the competition has been to get onto this list. But I'm just thinking like, 
there's probably not going to be a lot of opportunity to sweep these. You know what I mean? Like the moment that these get released, I, I, I have no doubt that they're going to shoot above two ETH or something. Like I would be shocked if they didn't given all of the hype I'm seeing. It, it's, it's crazy. It would really be a sad state of affairs when something like tasty bones could debut at, at two ETH. If these didn't mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm very much hoping that that does not happen as I, want to acquire these and it's not going to be easy. So my prediction is that most of these open between 0.4 and 0.6 on the secondary, but you are probably going to lose gas trying to get those off of OpenSea as people are going to push large way to snipe them between 0.4 and 0.6. So we will see. I... I agree. You know, these are the ones you want to be on the whitelist for. They are it. Boy, is that the truth. Hey, and I'm looking at the Discord. So they made an announcement about the raffle, right? But we don't have an active raffle happening yet, is my understanding, right? Just for just for the folks at home. Let me let me look at their pin tweet. R2, can you bring it up on the on the Chiron there? Uh, sorry, I was reading something else. What did you say, Josh? Oh, um, that uh, Starcatchers doesn't have an active raffle yet. They just announced that they're going to be raffling them off. I think I saw that on Twitter. Um, but I just I don't mm-hmm. think there's a I don't think there's actually an act- active raffle going on yet, as far as I understood. No, no, no. It, it they'll, they'll there will be a big announcement when it goes active. Sweet. Yeah, I'm really excited about Starcatchers. All the stuff that's all these upcoming hype projects. I think Starcatcher is the one that it just got the best vibes to me. I don't know. I, I, I think it's something a little more, it feels a little more unique. I dig it. Weird style, cool, cool energy. It, it feels like lemons with an insane amount of hype. Exactly. exactly. Like, and that's not an indictment on lemons. It was a different pl- time and different place and a di- different atmosphere. And, uh, uh, but like somehow they're taking this gigantic discord and uh, maintaining this like, good feeling you know like seventy thousand people is a lot of people to have in the discord um they're managing it well though uh i'm assuming it's this tweet that you're looking for hello star catchers as we look at the current landscape we recognize the demand for star catchers will be uh, start a significant gas war if we were to have a public sale to ensure your hard-earned eth is not spent on gas we decided to do a fully private mint as it stands we have under provisioned our star list rules and plan to do a have a 48 hour mint for the ones that are currently star listed during this time we will host a raffle to give away the remaining starless spots on our discord. We will give the raffle winners an additional 24 hours to mint after 24 hours. The amount of star creatures that are not minted will then be collected and dispersed to random holders of star catchers after one week. So this is interesting. They're going to let the allow list mint during that time. They are going to raffle off the rest of them. I kind of like this kind of dynamic that they're heading towards. And then on top of that, if none of, if, if there's any leftover that aren't minting, they're just getting them in, in, you know, I guess, um, in a, in its own kind of raffle kind of way, airdropping them to people who already have star catchers. So that's interesting. You don't often see, uh, a collection not fully mint out and then go to a, a public sale. Sorry. I kind of lost my uh, mind there. Um, definitely different vibes though. They're really, really committing to not having a gas war of any way, shape, or form. 
I would, I've, I mean, if it were me, like I get it. And like this team is, is on the ball and, and, you know, they're thinking through things closely, I guess they just don't want people to feel like if they missed out on the star list that they have to um, go through a gas war. Uh, yeah. I, I personally don't mind those like low supply gas wars, although it does just, it does favor bots and people that are willing to smash the way very, very high. So, I mean, I, 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 I think I would lean towards having a public sale, but at the same time, I'm not upset that they're, they aren't. Yeah, I come from, I, I mean, I, I come from the opposite perspective a little bit, just in like, I just feel like these gas wars, like you're saying, it's like, it leads to the exact same people getting them all the time. The people who are botting stuff and the people who have massive amounts of ETH. And those two folks are ones that are already sort of in a, in a position in this market where they can hold a lot and they're behaving in a certain way, holding things certain amounts of time, flipping things, etc. And I just think you're, I think oftentimes better off if you can avoid that doing something like this where there is no gas war and you're you're kind of getting a, given a fair shake to a community that might be a little bit more engaged you know folks that aren't whales already folks that are going to have this be their forever pfp you know you get like a better chance of getting more of those folks uh when you either raffle it or do some other kind of you know distribution method that has no gas war yeah, I've seen a couple people in the uh, chat saying the Discord is closed and they don't understand how to get in. Yeah, I mean it's been <laughs> yeah. a, it's been a, a slow drip, especially seventy thousand in a closed Discord is funny. But um, I just oh, had to promise there's my first born child to them. That's all. There's sixteen. There's sixteen. Yep. 16K. What am I seeing yeah, 70 on their Twitter? That's a Twitter. Oh, Twitter follower. Oh, I'm so sorry. I saw them celebrating 70K, and I don't know why my mind immediately went to If they opened their Discord, they'd have 250,000 in two days. This is true. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's It wouldn't even make... I mean, they are, they are trying their best, but it's like, think about it, right? They've partnered with the best communities out there. Like if they even let everyone from those communities in there, they'd probably be uh, close to 50,000. And that's just not a fun place to engage initially. Um, so I think that's it. I, I, again, I think they've done everything right, Star Catchers, including their Discord and social social strategy. I'll, I'll quickly touch on Psychedelics Anonymous by saying you got Willem or someone should tell me about psycho i don't know enough about psychedelics anonymous and if I'll i gave you my opinion screen. sure and if i gave you my opinion on the art you would hate me so i will uh <laughs> i will reserve judgment i will reserve judgment until i understand what the project is about People yeah. keep telling me about it, obviously, because, you know, the whole shrooms thing. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember the context in which these were released, like when and how I remember them being a thing, uh, as I'm sure they some had of some you have, hype. Yeah, I'm sure some. Yeah. Two months ago. So we're looking at December 22nd. Um, I'm sure some of you have picked up on the fact that 3D. Uh, isn't maybe our forte uh, in terms of like what we often look into and talk about. But um, 
my problem here is I really like Willem, and I don't want to say how I really feel about these because I like Willem. <laughs> he, he's, he's a great guy, and I don't want to talk about Voltura or Psychedelics Anonymous in a way. Oh, Voltura, that's right. I am, uh, I am, it's all coming back to me now. Um, I'll say this I feel the same way about Neo Tokyo and Voltura as I do about 888 and Beanie. Mm. All right, that was a that was a good TLDR, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I just think for a collection that's at a three point seven five floor price with what, like, like six thousand plus holders, I've never seen anyone use one of these as their PFPs. I haven't seen the community actively doing anything ever on Twitter. Uh, I've had people tell me about them because of my tie into the psychedelics community, but it's always was as like a, hey, I think these are going to cook kind of thing, not as like a, we love the community or anything like that. Do me Um, a a, a favor, R2, and bring up the Funkies on on OpenSea while you're at it. Sorry, Josh, continue. No, no, all good, all good. The Funkies? The Funkies. What's that? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I found it. You found it? I just thought some of the psychedelic anonymous ah. looked. Yes. Sorry. Um, I feel like they were inspired by Funkies. Well, which came first? Funkies did. Yeah, I remember these two. Um, I I mean, like, look, the, the run that Psychedelics Anonymous has been on has been crazy because I actually did kind of click on this before the show. Uh, don't have any color or background to talk about what they're trying to achieve and why they are getting there. But when I did check on it, the floor was like two and a half ETH. So, I mean, these things are uh, are moving. Um, I just couldn't tell you exactly why. I mean, as Josh said we don't see people using them as their PFP and that's not a bad thing, I but do. I just think all the time you do all the see time. These? Oh, really? oh, I see them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like I, maybe it's just people who follow me. Um, Could be, yeah. But I, mean, I get a different circle. I am constantly talking with psychedelics. My issue is that the thing is, I know a ton of people with them and I couldn't tell you their names because when they all speak to me, I think it's the same person. <laughs> That's my issue. <laughs> the same dark color palette. Not that's the, pro- the problem. Is the, the problem is the darkness. It's very difficult to distinguish once it gets into the PFP. Uh, financially, it looks like you're banking, Willem. So I am. I am proud of you. And again, I love you. And Snow Squatch, Neo Tokyo on same field as Beanie. I was. What I said is that I feel the same way about Neo Tokyo and psychedelics anonymous as i did about 888 and that was my statement i don't know about the same field as i'm not the biggest truster of marketers and influencers i don't i believe that they build things on promises i don't think that any game that is fun or playable is ever coming out of neo tokyo ever wasn't it wasn't Pixel Vault and Beanie building a game too? Did I hear that? What what was that whole like uh, heroes and and I mean guys? I'm not sure. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. None of these people are ever building what they're telling you they're building. It's a Ponzi scheme. They need new people coming in. 
Wimpy Kid, what's going on? New up here. I don't think you've been on the uh, the stage with us before, have you? Are you there? Yeah, I've been uh, not up here before, but I've been on the chat spaces before for sure. Right. And I keep sniping okay. FMC and lemon squeezes. <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? How are you today? Wimpy Kid. Oh, maybe get rugged. I'm not uh -oh. sure. Maybe rugged by Restream or YouTube or. I feel like it's yeah. Restream Mobile, man. You click that link and it opens up in the Discord browser thing, and uh -huh. it's 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 anybody's it's anybody's game at that uh -huh. point. Who knows what's going to happen? There he is. Hey, oh, you're back. Uh, sorry Could about be that. Good. No, we're good, man. Uh, yeah, I've been up here a few times. I keep catching FMC. Uh, I'm just walking the dogs while I'm listening to you guys talk about NFTs. Uh, what, have you guys ever heard of Sprite Club? Yes. Sprite Club? Yes, I like it. Yes. Hey. I like it. I, I don't know enough, but my gut like reaction is I like it. Yeah. Uh, Sprite Club is a NFT project that's coming out that uh, they haven't even announced a mint date yet, but they've been out for a while. Yeah, puppy, puppy. Uh, <laughs> but the really cool thing about them is their minting process so far. So like, according to them, the way that you, their minting process is like a, a multi-stage questionnaire quiz thing. And based on that, you receive a certain type of NFT. So it matches your personality in a way. Oh, and weird. then if you mint two of them, you get a copy of someone else's and not a copy, but like a variant of someone else's too. Interesting. I, I, I want to look into this one because more than one person uh, who I trust and like has showed it to me. So I'd better dig deep on this one. And I like the art. I think the art's pretty cool. And Might another really those, cool thing uh, is like Facebook they keep quizzes. having partnership giveaways with like big NFTs that either come out quick and do really well or are planning on being big too. Like the uh, Fortune nice. Friends, they were partnered with them really early on uh, back when Fortune Friends was partnered with Wonder Pals. Oh, nice. Yeah, it reminds me of those Facebook quizzes where you like join something and it's like, what type of juice box are you? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of uh, the vibe I get from it, too. Fruit punch. Fruit. But like what's really interesting is the community is always lively. Uh, the devs do a really good job of supporting like um, people's interests in the communities and keeping a cycle going of things that are pertinent to everyone. So it's really a lively space at all times. Free market. I was really like trying to set you up to be like lemon juice, but you just you didn't quite get there. The dabs got me faded today, sir. <laughs> yeah, Willem. Thanks, or uh, not Willem. Sorry, uh, Wimpy Kid. Thanks for uh, thanks for for bringing that up. How was your weekend? Would you watch the Super Bowl? Were you uh, were you anxiously waiting for something to happen there, or not your thing? Oh, no, I'm not an anxious guy at all. I'm pretty chill about most things. Uh, I really enjoy just watching the NFT, spe NFT spaces goings on. And uh, that Squiggles dossier was pretty fun, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, bringing it back to Squiggles. 
Yeah. Now we we have two more. We have two more uh, doodles derivatives: minting, cereal club, and uh, tasty bones. So, yeah, there it is. The yeah, squiggles two. is uh, squiggles is in a complete disarray, and um, you know their their confusion tactics are quite interesting to watch it go down. Unfortunately, people are getting burned by it, but uh, yeah, it's they, definitely the height of modern tactics for sure. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are uh, they are petitioning to OpenSea right now to get their um, their collection back up, and they seem to be ignorant of why it got taken down in the first place. Um, but uh, you know, now they're on looks rare. It's below below mint price. Um, but I mean, people are still in there saying it's going to twenty eighth. So you know, good luck to you. Sometimes you just you know, got to there are people accept who hold on what to has gone down. Constantly. So, oh, yeah. what do you think is sure. the most integral works. thing of a group of that makes though. it, like, explode? Sorry? The, so, what makes a community a community? That is a good question. That is... Uh, also a hard question to answer. I think it's different for each community as to what makes them what they are. Um, it's very hard to plan something like Lemons or to plan something like Cool Cats. What I think bonds people more than anything is art. So you have this art that you bond with a bunch of people over and art all has a vibe, right? So the reason you bond over it is it matches with your vibe. And if if that is the genuine, you know, because lemons didn't look like a get rich quick scheme. Like this looked like something that was going to mint at 0.02. We didn't know if it was going to mint out. I mean, and it people liked it way faster than we thought it would. Much faster, and, and and it was slow. Like an app for you know for what traders look for. You probably were nervous if you minted right away, and then had to wait an hour, yeah, to see if it would mint out. So I I think it's very difficult to say exactly what creates a community, but as you put your art out there, you will see certain things happen. And then it's up to the creator to lean into that and then to provide it for their community. Right after lemons came out, people were just inspired to do spaces. Okay. Now, I don't know what Coolmans has done for their unofficial devs, for the people who run their spaces every day, but I know what Cenarius has done for his unofficial devs. And he nurtures, takes care of them, gives them things to go away, advertises their spaces. He's leaned into what makes his community good. So, you know, those, those are the things I would almost say it's hard to know what makes a good community, but it's, you know, what makes a good creator and it's somebody that can adapt and lean into the good stuff that comes out of what they create. Yeah, I think just genuinely aligned incentives too, right? Like where um, it's not just focused around this, like we're going to the moon, we're going to 20th, it is what it is. Like that's not real community. That's just a bunch of people that are trying to uh, to get their bags to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But, you know, um, there's an order to it. I say often that there's there's almost no better bonding mechanism than getting rich. The thing is, it has to happen after 
you've already made friends with somebody. If yes, agreed, before, agreed, agreed. If it happens before and that's the only thing your community is based on, well, we know what happens to price. It goes up and it also goes down. Okay. And I'm not in the community. So this is hearsay. I just want to say that now. But I've heard that when the Alien Friends community was on its way from 0.02 to 4 ETH, it was nothing but happy times, unicorns, and rainbows. On its way from 4.4 to now 1.7, the atmosphere in there hasn't quite been as it was those first few weeks. And that's not to say, look, that was the same thing with Kaiju Kings. Okay. When you have these giant pullbacks in price. The tide goes out and that initial atmosphere is terrible. You have angry people who bought the top. You have traders who are frustrated. You have people who are ardent believers who are starting to doubt because they maybe never expected a, a pullback this big. That makes for a pretty awful place to be. And, you know, Kaiju's was not fun in late November and December. You were just dealing with a lot of people speaking FUD, angry traders, and people who bought the top. So it's, you know, yeah. I don't even remember what my original point was. Well, no, I mean, you, essentially, like, the whole getting rich together oh, yeah, that. thing, right? You start with your friends. The thing is, if you start with that core close-knit group of people and you have this community centered around a project in which you kind of have to have the nft to have access to like in the discord or just being around people don't typically want to sell even at the top if it means that they're leaving their friends right and community real true community and friendship make that a lot harder to do, right? That's one of the biggest dilemmas that board ape owners have, especially when they got in, you know, sub three ETH and now they're holding one NFT that might be 90% of their portfolio and selling it means they're just not in the club anymore, right? They're not yeah. with their friends. They're not hanging out and it becomes very hard. It becomes very hard to sell. Imagine having to weigh whether or not buying a house or hanging out with your your NFT friends um, is a real proposition. And it is a real proposition. It's not an answer that's cut in stone because at that point, are you passing up on life-changing money with the hope that it becomes more life-changing money? Or are you passing up on life-changing money because you believe that it has real tangible value to you right here and now? And that is and, what real community yes. is. I mean, cool, cool cats is just such a great example because it is a community that went from 0.02 to now 11 ETH. But they were a great community beforehand. Getting rich together is just what solidified them into diamond hands. They went sure, from wood sure. to diamond. Uh, invisible friends floor price prediction. I mean, oh, sorry, they'll Josh, open. They'll open at 7 ETH. They'll get to 14 ETH pre-reveal. Then they'll pull back to 8 after they reveal. And we will see a 100 and 200 ETH sale within the first few days. For invisible friends? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I, I see. I think it's going to play out a lot like uh, all of these super, super hype drops that have happened lately. It's like people are just getting... It's crazy, man. People get caught up in the hype. I think invisible friends is cool, but man, like the the level of interest and the amount I think people are willing to pay on this is crazy. It, it, it's like this with all the hype drops though, like a brand new project with no proven track yeah, well, record commanding seven ETH or whatever. A lot of these projects do when they go out the door. It's crazy. It's just crazy. It doesn't matter. The Sotheby's partnerships uh, supersedes all. 
That's the only reason yeah. I'm giving these price predictions. There's a, I mean, I don't know what's going through Sotheby's brains, but to, you know, to crown these guys before they've debuted, whether we agree with it or not, it happened. There's nothing yeah, we can do strange. now. They're, go, yeah. they're going to, they're, like I said, they will get above 10 ETH pre-reveal, probably I think around 14. Uh, there will be 100 and 200 ETH sales, and it will be solely on Sotheby's brands, not Invisible Friends. Wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. I think sometimes you got to be careful about partnering up with somebody that can like really overshadow you right off the hop too, right? We don't know. I We say that, but we don't know anything about, uh, we don't know anything about what Sotheby's knows or has seen or has talked to them. Well, let me, let me propose this. If Artifact had come out with the Nike announcement well before the mint, all of a sudden it would have been about Artifact or uh, Nike and not Artifact, right? Mm-hmm. Everything going down would have been Nike, 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 not Clonex, 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 Clonex. Mm-hmm. Um, but they waited yeah. until after, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Clonex and Nike. Yep. Right? Now their name is in the converse- conversation. A year from now, I don't know how relevant these will be, but I, Sotheby's for some reason has decided to pile on to this hype cycle uh, in, in an inexplicable manner. I mean, maybe they know things we don't know. It's my only, that is my only, uh, how does giveaway for battle fly go? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Go check your DMS real quick. Uh, R2. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. So that's good. All right. So I got you, man. (laughs) Sounds good. I didn't know. Uh, going to announce right now that we have two winners. Uh, for the Battlefly allow list. And I just want you guys to go follow this Twitter. I will get Discord links for everybody. It may be in the Twitter bio. I don't think it's locked. Um, it is, yeah, is, right here. Again, one of the specialties of Alpha Mint is P2E. And this is a P2E game on Treasure Dow, on the in the Magic and Treasure Dow ecosystem, which I know a huge portion of our uh, Discord server is very bullish on. I... I'm bullish because they're telling me to be bullish. I don't know enough. We're going to have Traveler, who is very involved with uh, Enjoyers and the ecosystem, um, on to talk about everything treasure. So we can really get a good idea of it and we can see if the bullishness is justified. Those winners now are Starry and JKid1084. I believe that's a shout out to Jason Kid. So that would be Starry. And JKid1084. Congratulations. I'm going to need uh, your address and I am going to create a private room for you to post them. So do not worry. That will be happening after the show when it's done. Huge congratulations. Really looking forward to Battlefly. I am in talks uh, with them right now to try to get uh, to try to get them on the show. So hopefully we'll be bringing you a lot more from Battlefly very soon. Nice. Yes. Perfect. Congratulations to those winners. Um, Decoy is asking if we post which projects we are looking at in Alpha Mint. I mean, yeah, we're definitely around talking about stuff. I mean, the great thing about Alpha Mint is that it is very um, community driven alpha too. It's a group of people that definitely look out for each other's best interests. Uh, They bring projects up everybody kind of well i shouldn't say everybody i mean there's people of all different uh knowledge levels and experience levels in there um but you know in a a really thoughtful and and great way people bring projects up there's a generally a pretty good discussion about it um and you know 
the cream typically rises to the top because it's it really is like this aggregate intelligence of of people at Alpha Mint uh, sussing out projects, doing deeper dives, and uh, I mean it really does feel like there's the the tentacles are everywhere. So I mean Alpha Mint isn't just about our our two myself. I'm gonna refer to myself in the third person now. Um, isn't really just about like me or free market. Um, you know, our, our alpha or anything like that. Like this is just a really, really, really strong community. Um, so, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Free market. If you want to, uh, add on to anything there. Yes. That's the point of the discord is sharing alpha. Yeah, no, but it's not like just like ours, right? Like, it's not like we're not just like sitting at the top of it. Just being like this. Oh, but I mean, ours is the most important by a long (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes, there's yeah, plenty, plenty of alpha. All of our plays are talked about ad nauseum. You may even get bored with how much I talk about the things I'm interested in. <laughs> Breakfast world. Oh, all right, man. Um, Josh, I'm going to, uh, you got anything else you want to throw out there? Wimpy kid got rugged, but uh, I, we're going to wrap up the show right now. Anyways. Sounds good, guys. No, that's all I got. Uh, Exciting to see all the crazy new stuff minting, and we're in for a wild ride. Yeah, it's going to be a good uh, few weeks, I think. We are, feels like the the bottom is there. The bottom? The bottom. I don't know. uh, I don't know. I'm just talking. Price. Bottom of NFTs? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, just like the, 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 the feeling. Like we, you know, the Super Bowl felt like it was supposed to be some big uplifting moment that never happened. And uh, mm-hmm. and now we just we have a, a sentiment reset. Maybe, you know, we're waiting for things to happen. Cool Pets is kind of I don't know. The, has the milk token even released yet? Mm-hmm. Raid party got delayed again. I don't yeah, know. What is Grand happening there with the milk token? I thought we were just waiting for like their contract couldn't allow the LP to be funded until it sold out. Right. Donde esta los LP? Don't know. Anything else you want to finish off before we wrap it up? The largest inflows into equities ever happened last week. Go on. (laughs) Uh, Bullish on risk. Risk on. Risk on. Risk on, everybody. I... We have been in a period where last week the uh, the inflation number came out. Oh, big surprise. What are we going to do? Fed's going to hike. Everyone's going to zero. While you were all saying that, smart money was putting more into the stock market than they ever have. Record inflows into equities last week. Equities are a risk asset. So are your beautiful inflation hedge coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. These are risk assets. They are not inflation hedges. That was sarcasm. Risk on. Let's go. Higher prices. That's what I'm saying. It was very expensive for me to fill up my gas tank at the pump this morning. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It was. Oh, man. I fucking love it. Uh, Free market. Love you, man. Uh, good to be back on the stage with you. We're going to have four more shows to go this week. And, uh, you know, there's going to be plenty more to come. I have no doubt for any of you that FOMO, FOMO. Yeah. FOMO shows. FOMO shows. Uh, yeah. 
Thank you so much for any of you that tuned in late and want to get a, get more of the show. We talked a lot about the Super Bowl earlier and uh, what happened there. We talked again about some, you know, board apes and punk style stuff. Uh, talked about Tasty Bones for a little bit. We talked about the MFers pretty in depth and as, you know, why that's a project to just constantly be on the uh, be on the lookout for as they, you know, fly to um, two and a half ETH and, and maybe above. Uh, and then, yeah, just a lot of great NFT talks. So we appreciate everybody showing up again. Happy Monday to you all. Happy Valentine's Day, you DGens. Love you all. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, maybe hit the like or subscribe button if you feel so inclined and you haven't done so already. We appreciate it. It does help us out, but not a big deal if you don't. Uh, free market, you want to get us out of here? Good luck at the tables, DJ.